Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about waiting through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen. My pronouns are Fayfair, and joining me is... I'm your co-host, Ben Enns. My pronouns are she, they. Today, we are covering the final Melty Blood game that includes Sion with Actress Again. It's really wild that she's not in Type Lumina. She is Melty Blood. Yeah, she's kind of the whole thing. But first, we have some tea to sip and some interleaving narratives to weave our way through. It's your ET time. It's really funny that uh, we picked two... Well, yeah. Collage was picked for us. Yes, but fate. It is it is fate that Vagabond also fits really well in this, like, uh, a bunch of, like, threads kind of come together uh-huh. style of storytelling. Um, so, But first, Ben... Real quick. What are you drinking? I'm drinking chocolate milk. We have some chocolate. For the first time in a long time. Uh I usually have like a sip of Ben's. It's not the most refined drink in the world, but I can't. There's a whole host of drinks I can't or won't drink. So sometimes I just have a little bit of chocolate milk or hot chocolate. I don't think that anyone should hold it against you. I'm like one of those anime characters who shows up in the like rough guy bar and is like, hey, bartender, give me a milk. (laughs) You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I don't think anyone should hold it against anyone, really, but especially not Ben for drinking chocolate milk. It's it's good. Mm-hmm. It's tasty. Uh, real quick, I dropped a lot of anime. <laughs> I just wanna, I just wanna like, you know, me and Fen are the seasonal anime defenders. Uh, a lot of the times, yeah. Even if things aren't great, we often find something to love. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season's been brutal. Yeah. Um, part of it is, like, for the new year, I'm definitely... Like, last season, I was like, nah, give me more. <laughs> I want to see how many shows I can pile up. Uh, Hand over fist, eating all the trash I can find. And then this season, I was like, you know, I could just spend my time smartly. And not uh, watch, for instance, Hime-sama Gomon no Jikan Desu, which is, what if uh, Saber from Fate Stay Night, really, what if Saber from Hollow Ataraxia um, got kidnapped by demons? The demon lord, you might say? Yes. I'm standing by this. Demon lords are always boring. There is, uh, she is tortured for information on the Imperial, like, army. She has a sword named, it's not actually Saber, it's it's just a princess. Um, Ben is looking at exacto knives while I'm, while I'm explaining this. Uh, she has a sword I named, cut some things. named X, who talks way too much. Um, and she's tortured by demons and by tortured i mean they like hold delicious looking food in front of her and eat it sexily in front of her until she gives in or invite her to a theme park but then don't let her go unless she gives in to the information gives them information and like they can't ever use any of the information and this sounds like um this sounds like something someone would describe as like it's wholesome corruption fetish or something like that 
Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it like, which is to say, it know. sounds bad. Don't ask me why I started any of the shows. I I started this because I saw people talking it up, and I was like, oh, I'll give this a go. People say all sorts of things, Ben. Well, yeah, that's the reason I dropped it, Ben. Um, uh-huh. Uh, I read To Completion Kuro. That's good. We'll talk about that at some point, probably. In Just more Kuro. In depth. It's kind of hard to find. Yeah. Because of the, the shortness. It's of by it. the Shadows House yeah. uh, group. Um... Yibisaki to Renren, uh, Yuki, who's the main character, is adorable. She unfortunately cannot save uh, the show from being het. I watched a couple episodes. Oh, did I watch two episodes? Yes. Did you watch a third? Yes. And it didn't get any better? No. Like it's... I'm not a shoujo person. I can, I can get behind some stuff that is shoujo-y, right? Yeah. But there's a certain type of, uh, there's a certain energy in, I used to read shoujo beat back when it was, uh, here in, uh, the US. I believe it, uh, they stopped doing it, so you couldn't get it anymore. So my parents stopped getting it for my sister, so I couldn't read it anymore. But, uh, there's some, like, a vibe that I recognize of, like, the girl who is in college is so helpless. Like, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like, oh, she's she's deaf, but she is striking out on her own, even though that's kind of difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, emotionally, she's such a baby. She's such a little child baby that everyone, like, coddles. And there's this huge dude who's sexy and has big lips, and he has huge hands, and he grabs her and moves her around, even though he barely knows her. And, like, grabs her chin so that she can force her face up so that she can read his lips or whatever and uh it's supposed to she's like starstruck by it every time it happens and i'm like i hate this i hate this like i don't think i would be super into it if he was a big big woman either but at least that would be like something this is the thing for me is i like a decent based on my reading habits you might think and you would be mostly correct that I like uh, relationship manga quite a bit. Um, or relationship stories in general. I think the thing that I have come to realize is your if it's focused on a relationship, it needs to be problematic and painful and complicated. Uh, and if it or it is not or it can't be like yeah uh in that case i will get invested or it can be um something that like uh uh i want to love you until you die is my like poster child for this is there is a relationship developing Mm -hmm. but the focus is elsewhere yeah um the fantasy story yeah um horror i guess uh and like there is focus on that relationship at points, but the, the, like, yeah, it is not the entirety of, it is more about their daily lives, um, and their relationship growing in, within that than it is, are these two going to get together and like that kind of thing. Yeah, the um, second episode introduces a deeply boring, rude childhood friend, yeah. overprotective guy who wants to keep her in his basement or whatever. Uh, and I was just like, 
I can't do this anymore. Which is yeah, which is too bad because I wanted to. I wanted to. There's some like cool sign language and like lip reading stuff going on in it. Even if I think the show leans a little heavy on her like voice actress just talking normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the I know this is hard to this is hard to do because mm-hmm. it's an anime and you the sound is expected, right? Mm-hmm. But it is kind of a bummer for the deaf girl to just who does not speak other, like otherwise to just talk normally yes. in her monologue uh and be an ordinary cute girl in that sense you know what i mean yeah also uh i keep i there is a yuri called uh the the moon on a rainy night Mm -hmm. great this is also about a deaf girl it's a lot sadder and weirder yeah go go read that yeah that's more fun all of this is to say is that uh yubisaki tonan like has drama but it's mostly like Hey, isn't it cute when these two hang out? It's and like, I'm like, it's gonna be like boy rival drama. Yes, and yes, it is cute, but that's not what I want from relationship stuff. What I want from relationship stuff is seeing, seeing the main couple together and going, "Oh no, this isn't good for either of you." Mm-hmm. Um, Metallic Rouge. Uh I saw for like 15 minutes of this again. It has the the giraffe from Review Starlight in it again. What if? Stop me if you've heard this one before. Or a lot of stuff. No, don't actually. Um, because I'm going to keep going anyway. What if robots were people? How would you feel then? What if it was a metaphor for oppression? <laughs> what if robots were people? And they were oppressed. What if that uh, fucking Detroit whatever uh, game from the that shitty French studio, yeah, the Heavy Rain uh, studio, yeah. What if that was anime? <laughs> uh huh. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The it's like I watched it because because it's it's they're the, war machines, right? Yeah, you know what's they about, were originally war machines. Yeah, you know what's a better version of a story about uh war machines? Near that... Automata. Mm, yes, but also Prisma Doll. Go watch Prisma Doll. Oh instead. yeah, uh huh. Yeah, go watch Prisma Doll. That show's pretty good. Not like incredible. But... It has its moments though. Yeah, the end's great. Yeah, the the last like three or four episodes are bangers. Honestly. Um... <laughs> I don't know if there's anyone uh, out there who's like ride or die for Metallic Rouge. I I don't feel like I've heard much about it. Uh, but people looking at those two shows that we I just mentioned, Metallic Rouge and Prisma Doll, or would look at me like I'm an insane person <laughs> for comparing them. Um. Anyway, yeah. I I think I started this because uh I was hopeful that there would be good chemistry between the two leads and two women there's nothing there it's like this is like some g-witch ships not to call out g-witch shippers but people look at g-witch and are like yeah these two characters who said one line to each other they have a relationship and i'm gonna like invent basically whole cloth a relationship between the two of them um i think suleta and mirin may have had more chemistry than the two leads of uh, Metallic Rouge, which is saying something because they have zero chemistry. They have a lot of chemistry in two, three scenes. <laughs> yes. 
which is more than I can say about the two leads. So that's the update on on anime that we started and then dropped this season. Um, and, we, uh, and we also do we still watching Freyren. We started Dungeon Mashi. We started Dungeon Mashi. That's fun. Yes, you enjoyed the first episode more than you thought you would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually funny. It's yeah. funny. That's a good. That's a good positive of Dungeon Mashi. Um, people are so Dungeon Mashi is one of those things that people are really weird about. I feel like it's like too popular among too many different groups of people. Yeah, um, it's like it's fine. It's not amazing well it's like you get all these different like mixed up narratives about it uh that people are like selling and warring at each other without directly mentioning the uh other people that they're complaining about you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think it's just like pretty good fun time yeah i have two more things to mention really quickly um both of us i think caught up on uh uh how do we relationship I have not read How to Be Relationship. Oh, okay. I haven't read the last two. Sorry. Um, It's really good. (laughs) I'm excited. Uh, There, like, there was a down point. I think it it is, like, yeah, there was a a down, I say down point. I mean, like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a really good manga. Uh, Down from, this is one of the best manga I've ever read. Uh, And getting caught up, I'm now back to, like... Nah, this rules. This is one of the best manga I've ever read. Is it got that it got too cute and peaceful for you? Because there was a point where all the relationships had kind of settled out and it was kind of cute and peaceful. Yes, there was like moments of happiness for everyone involved where there wasn't a lot of stress. And I was like, yeah, this is like good, but um, and then and then relationship drama picked up again. And I was like, yes, yes. I'm so here for this. I'm sure it's not going to go uh great for anyone, but I do hope that that uh the elf girl with fangs is doing good. They there are so many characters with fangs in and that like, and like but this one has elf ears too. It's yes, really good. Yes. Uh also, um last thing before we move on to the actually planned stuff uh-huh. uh is right yeah, as Ben said, we're, so we're watching Dungeon Meshi, we're continuing Kusurea no Hitori Goto and Freyren. Yes. Um, I started Itsawari no Merigold, which oh. is really good. <laughs> um, we should just use Yuri Tea Time on that. Yeah. Talk about it. Uh huh. I haven't started reading it yet, but it's on my list. The premise is that a, a girl's brother dies, he had a pen pal. She goes to to see his pen pal um with the intention of killing her if she um if she was like taking advantage of her brother. That's a really normal thing to think and do. Uh I'm and- sure she realizes the girl is fine and then is uh like, oh okay, and then just continues to be normal, yes. Uh and then she realizes that the girl is blind. And decides to take her brother's place. <laughs> ah, that's even more normal thing to think and do. Um, and yeah, I'm having a I'm having an excellent time so far. Uh-huh. Uh, really, yeah, really good. Uh, yeah, well written is what I will say. She's having a a perfectly fine, wonderful time. <laughs> Gender, 
gender oh gender half it comes for you okay which would which order do you want to do these in then should we talk about collage first yeah Collage is the visual novel that we're talking about from the Altogether Translation Jam 2006. Uh, this one's a banger. This one's kind of a banger. Um, you should play this one even just to like look at it and experience playing it. At least boot it's it up. Long. At least boot it up. And yeah, it was like two and a half hours for me. I think, Ben, you were taking detailed notes. The story so. isn't anything like special, right? Uh, I think there's some cool. interesting bits to it. Yeah. But, uh, like the way it's put together is really fun it's really pretty yeah in the sense that like it's all photo backgrounds Mm -hmm. um which is immediately i'm like on board it's mostly interface which is really interesting how would you describe the way it looks okay oh gosh it looks Um, like a like a uh what's that uh that media player that everyone likes with all the skins winamp winamp it looks like a winamp skin yeah it does you could make a winamp skin of this and it would it would slap oh yes yes um so yeah the like top third of the screen is uh it says like you know the case of whoever you're playing as uh-huh. there's elapsed days there's a little on-air thing there's a there's a bouncing equalizer yeah, like thing the, and the, the, the song that's playing, song's playing. Equalizer. Uh, so much of the screen is wasted space the it's middle beautiful the middle third is uh the background yes and occasionally it will pop up like oh here's where you are yes um yeah there's like the present position tavern coffee uh, yeah station uh and then the bottom third is the actual text box um although even that is like two-thirds of it is the text box and then there's a little click to proceed and then there's a little like menu on the bottom it's wasting so much space but it looks so fun it's so fun to like look at and play it yes um and and all of the transitions are like a record scratch like Uh uh-huh uh and a wipe um yeah, it's all great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or rather, like, staticky, like... When someone gets a call, the, like, background fills in. A little bar, like, f- slides into place with, like, a pic- the, like, cell phones connecting picture. Uh-huh. It's great. Um, there's an incredible uh, bit where one of the characters is cooking, and it has a, like, actual recipe <laughs> yes, yes, that, that like, slides, slides across the screen. I um, wish that they did more of these, like, uh, there's a couple of moments where it gets really, like, inventive, right? Like, mm-hmm. the character on her first day, uh, Yuko Sasaki, the main character, I would say, um, she uh, gets really drunk. And when she wakes up the next morning, she has to puke. And there's this incredible sequence where the, the background switches as like footsteps are slamming and there's like four or five frames of her of someone running through a house to get to the toilet (laughs) really incredible looking um yeah okay but yes that the recipe uh that stuff is really incredible like uh every you okay 
I brought the my second drink that I forgot to say anything about is an elderflower tonic water. <laughs> I forgot that it's not a twist cap. <laughs> it's, um, that's terrifying, Ben. Ben tried to hand me an exacto knife, and I'm just like, I can feel my fingers bleeding. <laughs> I have a lot of art supplies. Something should work. What about this? Uh, give me the scissors. Scissors? Scissors are better? You're going to use scissors? Yeah. Oh, God! Ah, there's blood everywhere! It's a fountain! I'm fine. I did lose an eye, but I'm back. <laughs> Down one eye, Fen continues. Uh, no, wait, what okay. was the other thing I was going to say? Right. There are three characters who we get perspective for. Yes. Every time, every one of them starts on the first day uh, waiting for the train. And then uh, when they finish this little sad monologue that they do, the train just starts moving all of a sudden. The background turns into a video as like the, the record scratch plays. Uh-huh. It's really good. Um. Yeah, I, I, yes, again, like, cannot say enough good things about how this game looks. Yeah. The soundtrack also bangs. It's, like, very short loops, but they're very funky, and yeah. they, like, loop pretty well, so I never got tired of listening to them. It gives me a lot of trauma vibes. The game from, let me look it up, um, so that I, uh, can actually say, uh, not. 2011 seems way too late. Oh, it is okay. Yeah, 2011. Um, I never played that, but I think I had it from a humble humble bundle or something. Um, by, uh, I started it, but never actually played it. I think I yeah, I played through it, which is like, I don't know that it's good. I played it probably around 2011, so it's part of that era where uh, indie games were like, kind of just trying stuff out. America, yeah, right? but it is like an interesting it is also like photo backgrounds um and the the soundtrack was very reminiscent what's your favorite um, song from this what is oh gosh mine was dancing duck muffin 2 <laughs> which was this funky little beat uh, that i can't quite call to mind anymore but i remember every time it starts i just started grooving uh, I think it's like Christ something. Christ beats. Christ beats. Christ beats two. And Christ beats two are uh, equally equally my favorite. Um, again, they're just like a loop, like a yeah. fifteen second loop. But the, this game has links to all of the images and music that it uses because mm -hmm. it's all freely available stuff. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. This is another case where it's a real bummer that uh, this game was 2000-something. Mm -hmm. It was before 2006, um, or 2006 or before. Uh, and so a lot, like, the for the images, I found at least one, uh, one site that was still up. But for music, I couldn't grab anything. Like, there was one page that wasn't archived on archive.org. Mm. There's another page that is still up. But none of the music is accessible. Mm. That's all disappeared. Um, Damn. Which is a real bummer. Yeah. Uh, but this is the games like this make uh, doing the all together jam worth it, right? Yeah. Because we've gotten so many like just this is also a game about kind of a, a not super exciting romance. 
in an interesting way. I think, yeah, uh, this is the thing. But it's so much more interesting than anything that uh, my beautiful, like, immature-looking childhood friend who cooks dinner for me. It's yeah. so much more interesting than anything that I could do. Well, it's... And I think the thing for me is, yes, there's a lot of, like, romance. But it is... It's mostly it about, part like... part of their lives. Yes, right? It's, it's mostly about being, like, a kind of beat-down adult. Yeah. And, like figuring stuff out yeah <laughs> um and it is also the thing that i like even if i don't actually care about where it ends up i like a lot the journey of getting there mm-hmm. which is like oh yes you play through yuko's you play through 11 12, 12 days, days as yuko yes and then it stops and it's like here ends the case of yuko <laughs> with a doorbell noise <laughs> yes uh like for your convenience, we'll, we we are starting back at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how do we want to? I don't want to go through this like entirely. Beat no, back, right. But uh, basically, the gist is Yuko Sasaki finds out that her boss is her. Okay, her shitty, horrible boss who loves to bully her yes. every single day. We get a her. She's at work. She's miserable. He's yelling at her for nothing, and she like does this incredible power move of revealing that she <laughs> paid a private investigator yeah. to look into him out of her own pocket, found out he was embezzling from the company, loudly announces it to make sure that everyone in the building hears her, and then quits. Yeah. <laughs> what a move. Um, and then and there, there she goes and gets blasted. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of bad ends in this, which is interesting because they're, they're kind of bad ends. Yeah. Some of them. Uh, although a lot of them are just, oh, that's just a different story that we decided not to tell. Uh-huh. Um, like, yeah. So she she gets wasted. Uh, her childhood, or sorry, high school friend? Yes, from high school. Um, Like, finds her there. And, like, that's that's the first bad end is, is you can say, sure, let's chat with her. Or, like, no, I'm going to stay here and keep getting drunk. Yeah. Um, Junko, Junko Maijima is, like hey you're a mess come back to my place yeah i'll 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 you can like stay with me it turns out that june as she is referred to thereafter i forgot that her name was junko yes um uh has been hiding a child (laughs) (laughs) so the thing that's really i think is really fun about this is yuko uh Yuko is this person who had a lot of friends. She was very mm-hmm. friendly with people. She had a lot of connections. But she entered the workforce after graduating from college and was like, oh, what you are supposed to do now is only care about the company you work for. She cut ties with all of her friends. Or she let them go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She never reached out and she yeah. kind of like made herself difficult to talk to. Well, never reached out. And I think she says like... At multiple points. Oh, yeah, this person, like, tried to get in touch with yes, me a bunch, exactly. and I just, like, didn't respond, really. Yes, yes, yes. And so, but she didn't connect with anyone at her work, and, like, trying to make all of your relationships, uh, trying to make work into the place where you get all of your social interaction is a terrible, terrible thing. Yes. I say this as someone who had a, like, very close-knit uh, work group back in Chicago. But, uh... Now she's like miserable and try uh thanks to June is like I'm going to try and reconnect with some people and like mm-hmm. talk to some of my old friends. And this causes her to 
stumble like a wild elephant through a web of uh, connections that haven't been pulled taut yet until she, again, stumbles through them. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out that everyone she knows, everyone she meets, knows someone else and has some kind of relationship with them that they are not clear on yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. But mostly centered around this child, yes. Maria. Yeah. Maria, who is like an a space alien. <laughs> Maria is the funniest written six-year-old I've ever, I've ever read. Okay. She, okay. Yes. This is a, this is a game full of 20 to 30 somethings. Yeah. Um, with, uh, who are, I would say, like, range from appropriately emotionally intelligent down to, like, teenagers. To a childish. Um, Maria, a six-year-old. She is six. She was born six years ago. Uh huh. Uh, she has the emotional intelligence. She has more emotional intelligence than the rest of the cast combined. She's okay. Okay. Let's let, let's go through this. Maria is a runaway. Yes. Maria's mother, Ari, uh, died six, of cancer six months ago. Six months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was supposed to stay with her rich grandparents. She ran away because she hates them. She's trying to find her dad. They're too strict. Yes. Uh, her fa- She knows the name of her father, and she knows he lives somewhere around here. She doesn't know him, though. Mm-hmm. She's living with- how did Junko pick her up? June is a friend June. of Eric's. Oh, right, 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 right. And right. so agreed to take yes, her in yes. uh, without the grandparents knowing. This isn't like a, oh, she didn't want to stay with them. They know that, that she's with June. She is a missing child yeah. for the entirety of this game. It's that never, is never really resolved. brought up. <laughs> Uh, except for the, the incredible section where she goes back to her grandparents' hometown to visit her mother's grave and ha- wears a big hat like she's yes. a fucking celebrity. <laughs> um, Yuko gets wrapped up in some, like, neighborhood revitalization thing. This is, she has no job, so she, like, throws in with this for, no, for like, uh, something to do. She ends up getting a job yeah. through it, well, it's, which is funny. It is a... I was, uh, the first time through, um, I was, like, feeling out what this game was about. Yeah. Because there's, like, uh, Yuko and June have really good chemistry, and so I was like, are you two gonna, is, it, like, is this yeah, It being gay would be too good. Um, and then she, like, gets a, yeah, she starts volunteering, and I'm like, oh, this is a game about, like, following your passions, and, like, yes. not, uh, which it is. It is. So, kind of. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so they decide to do a magazine for the shopping yes, center. Yes. And this is important because it pulls in Yuichi, this mm-hmm. guy who wanted to be a writer and gave it up and is kind of like a miserable uh, office worker yeah. nowadays. He is also, he has just found out recently, the father of a child named Maria, <laughs> who he does not know where she is. <laughs> yep. Thanks to Yuko's meddling, he ends up meeting her. And um, it comes down to him trying to connect with Maria and, like, feel out if he wants to and can be her father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some great stuff with that. And him kind of, like, he, uh, the second uh, run through is his perspective, right? Mm-hmm. His weird feelings about Ari, who he dated in high school and wanted to marry, and she dumped him very suddenly without warning and then disappeared from his life and apparently had a kid without telling him and then died six years later. 
And the third perspective character is uh, a friend of Yuko's from college who works with Yuichi and wants to get together with him, but has been too cowardly to do so. Yes. Also, she wants to open a tea house. Yeah. This this is another uh, dream to be followed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Although hers is interesting because I don't. Does she end up doing it? Yes. yes okay, she does. she does. One of the three at the end, you go back to Yuko. And she's like, there's three important things happening today. Uh, Maria is moving in with Yuichi, I think. Uh, right. What I mean is, like, Miki opens a tea house that is once a week. That's, she's starting. Yes. Starting. This is, she is beginning yeah. her dream by testing it out. Yeah. Uh, it's only been three weeks. Yes. It, opening a restaurant is both a bad <laughs> idea and... This is what I mean. I know a bunch of people who've... Or I, I lived in a town where there was a spot on the corner great spot on the corner intersection where i saw dozens of businesses be opened up i feel like several restaurants everyone every town has one of these yes is the place that is like oh last time i was here that was a different place that was only like six months ago restaurants are a bad idea don't open a restaurant (laughs) anyway so airy the uh, the mother of Maria is kind of this like larger than life like saint like figure who exists in the background and like leaves fingerprints on the cast even though most of them never met her you know what I mean it's really fascinating she like she left her family her rich powerful family behind and then had a kid out of spite basically mm-hmm. and tried to raise the kid to uh be free this is the this is like a thing mm-hmm. uh. And that's why Ari is like this. Ari, or uh, sorry, this is why Maria is like this. She's basically exactly like her mother, it, to a like degree that is kind of freaky <laughs> to a lot of the people. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, the 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 thing that kills me about Marie, Maria, 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 um, is or one of the things is the bit where uh, is it Yuko asks her if um Maria wants to be with Yuichi? Yeah um and she's like i'm not sure i don't like sense self-confidence from him <laughs> there's this great bit later when she's talking to him and she he he's like uh she says that she's afraid of being his kid and he's like why and he's like she says because you aren't free and people who aren't free try to take freedom away from the people around them and i'm worried that you'll smother the, the light out of me yeah <laughs> it's really incredible he's like oh um <laughs> Maybe I should try to be a writer again. <laughs> There's also this incredible bit when they when the uh, he meets up with uh, Maria uh, Maria for the first time. Maria's like, I have three envelopes that my mother gave me: one for if you're single, one for if you're dating, and one for if you're married. I will. I am in order to destroy the other two envelopes. I will not let anyone see the contents. <laughs> he she, takes, no, she's like, I'm curious as well, but. <laughs> It is my mother's last wish, and I cannot break it. So he takes the single one, right? Mm-hmm. And Maria has been very clear that uh, Eri never stopped loving this guy, right? Yeah. She, she like, really, truly loved him. Why she, like, refused to be with him is kind of never really resolved, right? I mean, it, it, yeah, it feels like it ties back into her, like, mm-hmm. leaving her parents behind. But and- it seems like she also wasn't connected to 
uh, her parents, right? Or like she knew them, but it didn't seem like she was or living with them. What I mean is she chose to, yes, she chose to not live by her parents' rules and also not by societies by not getting married. And But so you expect the letter to be her like laying it out and she's like, the letter is incredible. It's like less than a page. She's like, I'm sorry that it all turned out like this. Take good care of her, okay? There's another envelope in here. Open it for when, if you are truly ready to be her father. And like, it takes him a couple days and he opens the letter and it says, you can't. It's been too long. Be her friend instead. <laughs> what an incredible <laughs> thing to be the last words that you will ever hear from the woman you loved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so her and Maria are incredible. Yeah. Um, it, the choices are interesting. Returning to them for a second. I have a pro- I, I like them mostly. I have a problem with one part of it. Um, yeah, it is. The choices are interesting because the it almost feels like the first Yuko's route shouldn't have any. Um, mm. Because they they feel like a quiz on like, were you paying attention to what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, because mostly the other routes you can get through by going like, well, uh, right. They talked about this. So this is the choice I have to, I have to make because all yeah. of these, because all of these routes have to like mesh together in the correct way. Yeah. If you step, you can step out of the tangle of coincidences and then it's like, it's just, Yuko will be like, and then many years later, I regretted that. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that um yeah all the bad ends are super short yes it's that's, not like that's a blessing uh yeah you're not like it does not incentivize you picking both choices at every turn it's like uh-huh. no you 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 just yeah it is it is mostly mm-hmm. hey go on with your it's life. like it's to pre- present you with this idea of like oh what is going to happen is so tight relies yes. on so many coincidences that it would be very easy to step outside of them there are like yeah, so there are 12 days on the first run through. There are like probably like eight or 10 of those have choices. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, to your point, Ben, like, there's a lot of things that have to go right for all of these things to like come together in mm-hmm. this way. Um, right. So, Yuko also falls in love with Yuichi, not knowing. She like half heartedly, she's like, she like. Eh does and then later gets really pissed off that he dumps her uh, yeah and it's like i guess i really was in love with that guy weird <laughs> but uh she does this without realizing that the guy that miki is talking about is yuichi yeah. right in fact if you re- if you like let it slip that if you let information slip that could lead miki to make that comparison then it all falls apart right yeah. uh because the 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 perspective switch happens when they all come together and are forced to realize oh shit we all know each other we are we've been like having concurrent stories just off screen from each other uh-huh. um but yes uh he yuichi kind of there's a great bit where yuichi had already yuko confessed to yuichi he was like mm-hmm. okay we'll, we'll start dating then half-heartedly he kisses her and she's like whoa <laughs> older than i thought he was <laughs> then the next day this tangle happens and then afterwards, Yuko is like, well, you have to pick her or me. And he's like, I have to think about it. And she's in her head. She's like, damn, I thought he was going to pick me right away. <laughs> Fuck. And she gets dumped. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, Miki is um, like, 
objectively the correct choice for him. Yeah. It um, is very funny. Um You go you go mostly with him because she likes his kids so much. Yeah, she's a, she's a big she's the biggest Maria fan in the world. So Maria just kind of like six years old again, wanders around town making bracelets for people that she likes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she thinks we get some great shot, like uh, scenes of her talking about Yuko when Yuko's not there. And she's like, she's kind of a freak, but I kind of like her. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that about her. Uh, she makes uh, she makes a uh, Yuko a bracelet at the very end and helps like draw her back in instead of Yuko like uh, drifting away from everyone. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But yes, yeah. it's fun that Yuko explodes on her boss, ruins her life. Gets tangled in a bunch of other people's, like, sad lives. Fixes all of them. Ends up alone. (laughs) But she's not dating anyone at the end. But kind of like, everyone's like, you've done a lot of really good things. And I think good things are going to come for you, too. We never see that. But that's kind of the vibe, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sweet. Well, and, like, she found another job Mm -hmm. doing something that she likes better. Uh, Mm -hmm. Doing, like, yeah. It sounds... it seemed like at least that was a the the like newsletter for the um yeah they started like, paying her yeah they Not started much, paying her but, but it also it also feels like that is like a stepping stone to more editorial jobs yeah which is sounds like something that she wants to do more than mm-hmm. whatever she was doing before but yeah it's nice that like um she doesn't do the thing at the beginning because she cares about justice right mm-hmm. she does it for a really really like petty shitty reason and kind of like spent like blows a bunch of her own money just to hurt a guy who she doesn't like yes she could have used that to like say to the company like hey give me a raise uh-huh. give me a different position mm-hmm. fire him at least uh-huh uh and no <laughs> she just hurt him and then left <laughs> and then like evangelizes about how sexist companies are gonna fall apart <laughs> yeah um but no it's good and then like she kind of has selfish reasons or like kind of just wanders right she doesn't Mm -hmm. really like she's not she's like kind of passively trying to help people more or less but it's mostly out of self-interest right well but she ends up doing a bunch of good things despite that and people uh really like her even though she's kind of a nosy busybody annoying lady yeah but also it's like oh right she did have a strong like social net work uh that she can pull on now and uh it's a good thing it hasn't been that many years since college so it hasn't like entirely fallen apart well this is a bit that comes up with maria when she brings miki to (laughs) to her mother's grave because she's like miki is talking about how maria like makes a lot of friends right Mm -hmm. uh right me uh she's making the friendship bracelet for yuko and she's like you're really invested in like meeting lots of people and like making lots of friends and why is that she's like oh my mother told me that you need to have lots of friends or you'll end up like all alone when you need help and i wouldn't be able to have run away from my family except for the like relationships that airy built while she was alive where my mother built when she was alive and so i'm carrying on that philosophy of like trying to connect with people so i can be part of the world instead of shutting it all out Mm -hmm. this is again a six-year-old but it's a really great like (laughs) bit of philosophy yeah it's like it's a little bit transactional right this idea that like um you make friends so that they can help you is one way to take it but it does feel more like you support people so that they will support you too right yeah yeah. and if everyone follows this then the world is better off yes yeah 
Uh, yeah, a little, a little like uh, cliche. The story's not like the mo- a st- like banger, blowout, crazy thing, but it's sweet. It's not super, super long. And again, it's just really fun to look at, and it's a fun object to interact with. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, I also really love the end being so at the end of every like prologue section when the train comes mm-hmm. like the train moves and it flashes to a like uh Ibaruko, ikebukuro. ikebukuro um like they're all sawing, getting off at ikebukuro yeah, yeah pointing uh and at the end it says the end thanks for playing uh pointing to the real world <laughs> which is cute uh, uh, it, it, the end it also like it talks about yuko like three weeks later having a bunch of stuff to do now and it's like and uh, a, she's going to, like, stumble into a lot more stuff, but that's the end of the story. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's cute. Yeah. Um. Oh, right. Let me one sec. Is there anything else you wanted to ma- mention? About Quash? No, I think I'm... Um... Papa is too, too self-conscious over the fact that he's my father. <laughs> bummer um i think that this was their only yeah i think that this was their only game the second envelope (laughs) the envelope in the envelope is so good i have a screenshot of it please don't think that you can become her father after all this time become her friend instead (laughs) that's great (laughs) he does Uh, lighten up after that yeah yeah uh looks like Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. No, I think that I think that this is the only game that they made, mm-hmm. which is kind of a bummer. But mm-hmm. I would have liked to see what else they got up to. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Speaking of relatively, sorry, just one more thing. I remembered uh, that in the time since the last podcast, I think. Um, Kimitsuzu, uh, the summer you were there and okay. we're gonna do and a Yuri team time on this. There's no reason to talk about it. We're gonna do a Yuri team time on it, then. I just want to say that it's really good and I highly recommend it. It's one of the best manga that I have ever read. Um, really incredible. <laughs> yes, that's all. <laughs> really well written. Now that the segue I was expecting from collage to vagabond has okay. crumpled. Speaking of ready to go to vagabond. Speaking of stories that uh appear at first as if they are disconnected and then slowly weave their way together into a single quilt. We watched 1985's Vagabond. Uh, directed by Agnes Varda. Varda's great. Um, this is the. This is not the first French film that I've seen. I we, should hope not. 
we watched you live with me whatever that awful movie was with Catherine. <laughs> oh no the faith healer movie uh i think that that might have been the that first... can't be the that can't have been the first french movie you've seen ben i haven't seen very many movies you need to show me more movies we should watch living dead girl yeah i'd love to that's a banger um so why don't you tell me what vagabond is about oh okay vagabond is about a woman mm-hmm. uh who is a little less optimistic than collage but it's surprisingly got some like connections which is yes. really funny uh she is uh free <laughs> again mm-hmm. um yeah i'm trying to think i don't know how mona. does she Her name is mona. mona how does she describe herself does she we never get like she's just kind of vibes she's just kind of vibing we don't get like a lot of people like have turn to the camera moments as if they're being interviewed even though it doesn't always make sense that they're being interviewed well, there is voiceover yeah after so she dies the movie opens on her corpse basically yes. it opens on a field and then a, a worker discovers a body yes and then there's a female voiceover that's varda that, i think okay varda maybe it's not i think it is though there's someone saying um like basically i went and interviewed mm-hmm. uh people i hope that the uh people who knew her when she was a child still remember her Mm-hmm. The people who she met recently definitely do. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't always, like, make sense that she would be talking to those people at that yes. time, right? Because she talks to the maid well, there is still working in that house, even though by the time this all oh, happens, yeah. she's not uh-huh. there anymore, I don't think. Um, there is someone who who says, oh, I thought you were her. Right, no, that's but that's also a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. But, yeah, um, and then sometimes people just, like, turn to the camera and start, like, talking about something right yes in a way that doesn't feel like they're being interviewed or they'll like talk about uh like again the maid is the big one right uh-huh because uh, she like turns to the camera is like oh i think about those two lovers often <laughs> you know what i mean and this is happening yeah. before she dies because she yeah. bumps into that you know what I mean? yeah yeah uh this like weird blurring of like s- pseudo documentarian but like we never see the interviewer you know what i mean Yes, yes. Anyway, she came from the sea, Fan. She sure did. I don't I don't <laughs> she is really good. <laughs> please We start please read with the with a with her death. Yeah. The police uh conclude that she fell in a ditch on, on a farm and froze to death in the night. That turns out death. to be true. <laughs> it yeah. And then we go back to this moment of her climbing out of the ocean and uh-huh. then uh going on to starting her journey. Well wait, no. We go back to a guy looking at naked postcards or postcards of naked women. Oh, we don't see her first. Okay, I don't think so because oh we no see, no it's it's, it's a shot of the her sea. Naked, naked coming from the water. Yeah, then it cuts and to then, these guys. Yeah, and then it cuts back to her getting dressed while they're oogling her. Yes, and uh, one guy is trying to like get the other guy to go pick her up. Uh, uh-huh. and he's like, nah. <laughs> um, so we follow mona as she like kind of she's a camper is how uh, right, people yeah, describe yeah. her a lot of the time some some people are less kind but uh it's winter and she is kind of like traveling across the french country so this like 
beautifully desolate French cr- countryside region. Yeah. Uh, where even like the rich people's houses are decaying, you know? And there are a lot of abandoned. So or, like, many abandoned yeah. houses. Um, There's like a guy early on that she like hitches with uh, who's like, oh, it's much livelier around the summer. It's like 3,000 people usually now, but it's like 70,000 or something. And 80, she's like, 80,000. She's like, well, that's 77,000 empty beds. No, it'd be 90,000. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. She's like, there's a lot of empty beds is the important yes, bed. Yes, Uh But of course, she's not entitled to any of those beds. So she sleeps in ruins and kind of like... Has a bunch of encounters with strange people with weird philosophy uh, who try to help her, but also try and foist their uh, ideologies onto her or like their dreams onto that onto her. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that the only there's only like one person who is just kind of nice to her. And it's the professor. The professor uh, who is always looking for a cause. Yes. Yes. But uh, the professor is great because she has this moment of like, she's way, way nicer to Mona than anyone else. She goes, she keeps her for so long. It lets her like stay in her car, feeds her, gets her a bunch of stuff, gives her a bunch of money. And then like after she leaves, because she has to go home after a conference she was traveling for. She's like, okay, I can't like, I can't let you live in my house. Uh So I have to like kick you out now. And Mona's like, yeah, okay, I get it. Bit of a bummer, but whatever uh and then afterwards she like so regrets it and she's like that girl's gonna die and it's gonna be my fault and she asks her like friend or her like ex-student who works with her to find her and save her so and like bring her back so that she can do something else for her more substantial than just give her a little bit of money and some food Mm -hmm. and the guy sees her at the end and is like this disgusting little like degenerate freak and doesn't tell her, and then Mona dies. Uh-huh. It's brutal. Yeah, it is... It is a movie uh, as much about the characters that she runs into mm-hmm. and their reactions to her yeah. as it is about her journey. Yeah. A lot of them um, are, like, kind, but they don't, like, fix her problems, right? A little bit of kindness doesn't fix her problems. And a lot of them, like, romanticize her in really weird ways, you know what I mean? She's a romantic too, right? Yeah. Because she has a bunch of opportunities to stay somewhere. Yeah. And like, it's interesting to watch her. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. It's interesting to watch her at the beginning not want to stay anywhere. She hates staying places. Mm -hmm. And then as the winter wears on, it gets harder and harder to like do that. And then as she wants to settle down, people start throwing her out, right? Yeah. Like things stop working out for her. Yeah. No one wants her to stay. And then everything just falls apart at the end right yeah Mm -hmm. the most like uh there's a shepherd (laughs) she ends up staying for a little while with this like uh masters of philosophy guy who's (laughs) gone back to nature and like (laughs) has a hundred uh sheep and a wife and a baby more more than a hundred goats some number of sheep he has a horse he has a cow his land and he's like Um, i was a wanderer too but you can't like abandon people like that or you're gonna die so you have to work the farm and like plant potatoes and she's like i don't want to work a farm i was a secretary it sucked i don't want you to be my boss i'm leaving or more like she says i'm not going to work for you and he says 
then leave. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is the thing is. Right. The other person who was nice to her is a nun. There's like a brief shot of her like mm-hmm. eating food and then bringing the tray back yeah. inside and there's a nun there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah. I don't. A lot of men take advantage of her, right? Yes. Well, clearly want sex from her, right? A lot of the people who are nice to her are women. Yes. Um, men treat her as like a disposable object. Yeah. Or they are like uh, sexual towards her. And then when she's gone, they're like, what a disgusting freak. I never would have touched her, even if they did have sex with her or came on to her and were turned down. Mm-hmm. Well, right. Yeah. The The... Because the student is the one who goes home to his wife and is describing her and says, oh, her hair made me, reminded me of you. Because your hair is so beautiful and hers was so disgusting. His Uh, shitty wife. (laughs) Oh, my God. She's really funny. Uh, My favorite character is probably an old woman who... Liddy, was that her name? Yes. uh, Who's made, thinks that she's like blind and kind of senile and she is a little bit yeah but like um yeah go ahead but uh uh mona like kind of tests this like keeps poking at like how much can you see how aware are you and then they end up just like drinking on the couch together laughing and (laughs) yeah this lady's great she's like wait a minute you're not my maid. You're like too small and you sound different. And she's like, oh, I'm Mona. She's like, you, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and like all of a sudden this old woman has like come back to life instead of just being a fixture in the background. Right. And mm-hmm. they like drink and like talk about stuff and she pours her brandy and <laughs> she like talks about her sh- like nephew and Mona's about her nephew who wants her house and wants her to die. <laughs> the nephew being the student yeah. who is going to, uh, like not reach out to mona at the end and Mm -hmm. cause her death right and he liddy is like oh he always comes and he's like oh aunt liddy you look so healthy today (laughs) you know he wants my house and then he comes by that day to fire the flowers and put her in a home (laughs) and he starts with you look that exact line and she's laughing and sipping the last (laughs) bit of her brandy going like repeating him in this mocking old lady tone (laughs) But she's having a great time. She's incredible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. So um, it's a lot of her encountering the same people over and over again, which is really interesting. Because even the guy at the end who burns the house down, he was the guy from the chateau. Mm. He had the mm. padlock. You know what I mean? Yeah. She ends up losing her all of her stuff in that fire, and she while trying to get some food, uh, she like bumps into like some kind of local festival where they like dress up in weird costumes and like chase people down in the streets and dunk them into like wine drags. Yes, and this scares the shit out of her, and she panics and runs away and then dies. Well, there's yes, it's a it's a good bit. Because she, like, arrives in town and people are, like, closing shutters and, like, uh-huh. running away. And it's, it's like, a bit of, like, oh, wow. The world is, like, closing itself off to her. Yes. And then something that is a funny game for everyone else yeah. uh, becomes this, like, traumatic event that pre- precipitates her death. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the two guys with like burlap sacks on and like uh branch helmets in a bathtub <laughs> of wine dregs together just kind of like vibing vibing it was really funny though yeah there's some really yes it is interesting uh it kind of runs the gambit from like sad because it starts with her death um to horror uh because it cuts from the professor being worried about her to a man assaulting her true um to deeply funny of her on the couch with the old lady laughing yes. and and the two guys in the bathtub just like getting all over each other mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it's great it's like we don't get her internal monologue right yeah ever and when she's talking to the professor uh who is like trying to connect with her she's like all drivers want to talk with their passenger so i just make stuff up uh-huh and so we can't trust basically anything we've heard because she's not really interested in sharing who she is with anybody right we i, w- I would probably believe... true that she was a secretary and hated it secretary hated it it's probably um, true that she doesn't have a lot of family to rely yes. on yes those are like the things that feel correct everything else is like yeah i don't and but, she likes but music. also yes she doesn't say much else is the other thing mm-hmm. um there's an interesting bit where every time there's a radio she wants the music to be playing right mm-hmm. uh but i think this is interesting she has an opportunity to take a guy's radio and she doesn't right mm-hmm. because it feels like uh whatever she's looking for like the sense of freedom right i think finding music as it, as she passes is kind of part of that freedom right mm-hmm. having it with her isn't quite the same thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or maybe she just missed the radio i think it's i think there was also she left the other way she left in a bit of panic mm-hmm. in that case because he got whacked on the head and he did get whacked on the head <laughs> fell down and she was like oh, i'm gonna get out of here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she got all her stuff that time yeah. could have taken the radio yeah um yeah so it's an interesting little like like collage it's the story of people's connections right Mm -hmm. uh it's a story of someone who quit their job (laughs) and uh went on some kind of adventure and tangled through a bunch of people's lives and affected them pretty deeply in some people's cases Mm -hmm. uh but it doesn't work out for her right yeah and uh people like a lot of people have drawn these romantic conclusions of her and she dies in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody can help her. People could have. And she also could have sought help from the people who were willing to help her, right? Mm-hmm. But it does feel like everyone wanted something from her that she didn't want to give back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, there's like this one sweet Tunisian guy who uh, she stays with for a while, but he's like a farm worker and has to kick her out when all the other guys get back from uh, Morocco. This He's like, yeah, they're all visiting their families in Morocco. And she's like, you don't have a family? And he's like, well, I'm Tunisian. I'm not from Morocco. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not the question, but it's very funny. Um, I, yeah, I was going to bring up him because I think he's the only one who outside of his scenes with her, he doesn't talk she le- like he lends her his scarf and she leaves it behind when she leaves and his scene um is just him like holding up the scarf to his nose and like yeah. smelling it and looking and at the putting camera. it back down um he has an interesting bit it feels like um he kind of did 
he never seemed to pressure her for sex the way that other men seemed to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And she seemed to actually like being around him and hanging out with him. Yeah. And she seemed most upset when he kicks her out because there's like six other guys like get her out of our out of our shared tiny dorm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Fun movie. Fun. Mm. Stressful at times. Interesting. Definitely stressful at times. Uh huh. Longer than feels longer than it actually is. Yeah, I was thinking about that. It's so like slow moving. The first time that she comes to a vineyard, mm-hmm. um, I was like, "Oh, we have to be getting to the end now, right?" Because like this looks kind of like where she died. Mm-hmm. That looks like the tractor that we saw in the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're only but, halfway through or whatever. Uh, probably like two thirds. Mm-hmm. But yes, there's still a lot of movie after that. Um, uh, no, it's not like a super long movie. It's like a uh, hundred minutes. Yeah, it just like it's so patient, and there's so many weird little stories. Yeah, happen. it's not even it's not even that there are a lot of like long shots or, uh-huh. or anything that like make you sit with it. It's just there's a lot of like little things that it has to go through. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting stuff. Did you like it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. Fun. We should watch more of artist stuff sometime. Yeah. It doesn't really connect to, to Melty Blood, aside from the fact that Sotsky lives in a burned out uh, Sotsky <laughs> warehouse. Sotsky and Sion, Ben. That's true. And now R- Rise Beef. <laughs> Not quite the same vibe, but, you know, it was a funny excuse to watch a, a Varda movie. Yeah. And it was fun. Yeah. Again, I think it is like, it's interesting the ways in which it is similar and different from collage. Yeah. Because uh, collage is like... Uh, Yuko, 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 yeah. Um, Yuko, uh, is already the center of a network. Yeah. And, um, Mona is more like kind of, I guess she does perform, she does become the connective tissue between a bunch of Mm -hmm. people, but also outside of her, uh, the like back third is about, oh, there were a bunch of connections that weren't related to her. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That are all kind of coming together. Yeah, 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 yeah. In an interesting way. Yeah. Good movie. That guy's wife is such a bastard. <laughs> She's awful. She's not wrong. She's not wrong that the maid's uh, boyfriend did rob <laughs> that house. Yes. <laughs> But mostly she's there to get a bigger house. Yes. She's there to like bully some people who are poorer than them and throw uh, this old, old woman mm-hmm. out of her house. Yeah. It's like, it's interesting because that, that guy is like um, kind to a point, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, we have to throw you out, but you know, I'll help you get another job somewhere far, far away from us. So you can't bother us anymore. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh yeah, what do you make of the uh the plains trees? Oh, this is like a a running bit at the end. We see a like rotting plains tree uh right before she dies. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. The this huh. like um uh this like running thread. This is what the professor is interested guess, in, right? Yeah. I don't this know enough her... about French history. Mhm. Because yes, yeah, it is interesting because it is specifically noted that it comes from the U.S. From the U.S. soldiers, too. It's from soldiers war. during World uh-huh. War II. It's like yeah. a fungus that's killing all the plains trees. 
Um, and it's it's interesting because this professor is so caught up in it as like a cause, right? And mm-hmm. Mona's like, I don't really care. I like don't have the like luxury of worrying about a certain type of tree dying. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, there's a great bit where she's like half explaining what she remembers of this disease to a guy who has a bunch of crates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because it came from like uh, weapons crates from the U.S. Yeah, she's like, oh, you know, I'm. Just- yeah, you should. You might have fungus in these things. I don't know. I'm just telling you because I know. But if all of your planes trees die, think of me. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, she's an interesting Mona. Is an interesting character also because she's pretty unpleasant to a lot of people. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, of course she's unpleasant to a lot of people. There's a mix, right, mm-hmm. of, like, sometimes it feels like she just kind of expects to be taken care of mm-hmm. and that she shouldn't have to do anything mm-hmm. and that the world or people really around her should feed her and mm-hmm. and house her and mm-hmm. uh, nothing should be expected of her. Um, and other times it's like, no, that, <laughs> that person is definitely just, like, being an asshole uh-huh. and should uh-huh. have been nicer to you. Um, <laughs> I like, like, little bits, like, when she's like to the to the like professor student, right? She's like, "Hey, you got a cigarette? I'm all out." And he's like, "Oh yeah, here you can have one." And he opens the box and she just grabs a handful <laughs> of them and pulls out as many as she can get. Yeah, oh, what a girl. Yeah, yeah, a movie about expectation on this girl. Mm-hmm. What people are like? Mm-hmm. What lessons are people are taking from this person who is a real person who dies? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, like, doesn't actually impact their life. It's just kind of like a thought experiment for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. okay. Got anything else? Melty Blood Actress Again, Current Code.
Very different. I think the current code part is just the PC port. Oh, I see. Um, I've got a, a confession to make. What? We didn't play any of this. I played a little bit. I didn't look for difficulty settings. So whatever the default difficulty is, uh, hopefully you could turn it down. Because I was not able to complete the one route I tried on my own. Uh, I'm not good at fighting games. <laughs> I'm a little sad that I didn't have a chance to uh, like actually play it a little bit and get a feel for it for some of the characters. But I've been busy. I've been yep. busy. I haven't had time. And there was no way we were going to be able to the amount of we played all of the first Melty Blood. Yeah, this was crazy of hey, us. Hey Ben, remember gone. Gia Kiha? I remember Gia Kiha. I spent a lot of time fighting her. What a miserable fight! It was a pretty um, miserable fight. Um, so I didn't want to do that this time because it's going to be like thirty hours for one episode of a pod. Of pod, I have other stuff going on. Yes. But I do wish that we had had a chance to like sit down and actually play a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a confession to make now. Yeah. And that is that I had a headache yesterday. And Did you never watch the Neko arcs? No. And it was still... F- and I was... I did. I did. I was Don't so worried. Um, I did not feel well. Or, yes, I did not feel well this past uh, week. And... We were both sick again. Um yesterday i was still getting over that and and i and so i'm gonna be honest i some of these i fully barely processed what was happening uh it's not gonna be our most comprehensive episode no i took notes on every route that i watched i I missed a couple of the routes um i have notes on those but fen took notes on those um overall like I miss the story mode. I miss a real story mode. Yes, this is the thing. I do think there's some fun little snippets in here. Is that there are there are some fun little bits, but I'm always going to be the person who prefers uh, like a nice meaty thing I can sink my teeth into over uh, like ten minutes or whatever most of these are. Yeah of uh like little character vignettes do we want to talk about what the because like kind of how it happens is that there's something there's a couple there's a real plot and a joke plot yeah and people are varyingly mixed up in one of the two or both and you get pieces of of what the plot is from each character and that helps you put together a full picture basically yes more or less yeah it's not very complicated what's actually happening but should we talk about should we talk about that generally or sure okay Okay. it's tatari it's tatari again folks but but a little different not not knight of wallachia so akiha and uh shiki are both like drawn into this like reenactment of the tatari night yes there's a fun bit where it's like and arcoid arcway too but or, like it's right but it's there's like a weird focus on the two of them that because it's not a sequential story we don't really we didn't see until later you yes, know what i mean right right but specifically shiki and akiha both wandered out reenacting the the that night yes the night that the tatari started yes hologram summer great title still banger there's still a, a great opening also yes 
she shiki's uh shiki's arcade modes always start with the opening of melty blood original yes uh and every time i'm like melty blood original is pretty good (laughs) so shiki is being uh weakened by this right Mm -hmm. he's like having his headaches and feeling like shit akiha is getting strengthened by this which is putting Mm -hmm. her in a mood to maybe eat some people (laughs) that's fun but as you said while zepia the original uh tatari is kind of freaking around in the background Mm-hmm. He's not the one actually behind it this time. Who is? Sion. Or... Sort of. The part of Sion that got swallowed by Tatari. Yes, the blood that and part of her soul that got eaten by him when he turned into an actual vampire and bit her and turned her into a vampire. Yes. After killing uh, Riz. And... Rise. 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 They say it Rise. like it's li- like it's Liz. They say it so much like it's Liz, which is interesting. Um, or like raspberry, <laughs> like rise. It's rise, rise, yeah, rise, rise, bife, rise, bife, yeah. Um, uh, yes. So, and at some point we get like that part of her couldn't have taken over Tatari, mm-hmm. but it was Arkoid killing Tatari, uh huh, that like left control. Or killing Wallachia. Yes, yes. Arkwood specifically pulls Zepia down from yes. Tatari in order to make him vulnerable and kill him. And so that leaves... The mech suit of Tatari. Yes. Uh, empty. Mm-hmm. And so Sion took it over. Tatari is uh, just for... Uh, to refresh. It's been a while since original Melty yeah. Blood. It is a, a, a method of immortality, like kind of like Roa's. Where the vampire does not exist until a specific night, called the Night of Wallachia in in Zepia's case. And uh, rumors start to circulate in the town. Bad rumors start to circulate. And then as the rumors become uh, sort of like take hold in a fever pitch, they manifest as a real thing. Uh, And the town is torn apart and all devoured by nightmares. Delicious. It's cool. Yeah. It's a cool like vampire bit. Yeah. That's not quite what Sion or the Dust of Osiris is up to. Sion uh, wants to... Save the world. Save the world. This is what Sion's thing is, right? Well, this is what Atlas's thing is. Yes. Is Every person in Atlas has seen a different end of the world and is obsessed with fixing it. Yes. Uh, uh, and so... But also, I thought it was a little out... It felt a little out of left field, but then I was like, oh... Sion's whole thing was that she was trying to find a cure for vampirism. This is that cure also. She's Uh turning the cure for vampirism into something else. And of course, they're alchemists, so it's the Philosopher's Stone. Yes. So, the Dust of Osiris created 8 billion Philosopher's Stones that are like grains of sand. Uh Uh-huh. Or it's uh, converting humans into them. Right, yes. It's converting humans into Philosopher's Stones. Mm Mm-hmm. So that there won't be any humans anymore. Have you ever heard of Full Metal Alchemist? <laughs> uh, but there will be... Humanity will continue... A record. A record. She's ending the world so that she can make a record of all of humanity to uh, stand for all of time so that there will be some reason that this all happened. Yes. Right? That's her bit. The end of the world can't be aver- avoided anymore. Mm-hmm. This version of Sion thinks. And so uh, 
she's going to end the world faster and in a more efficient manner that leaves behind a good record. Mm-hmm. Seems like a bad plan, but... I mean, I it depends on what the, your outcome, that your desire... The, the desired outcome is... Uh, yeah. Words. Uh, but I don't think it's a bad plan if if your desired outcome is there is a record of humanity existing <laughs> yes this is true uh it does involve killing killing Mario. 8 billion people which is not great i would say how do we feel about the fact that dust of osiris sion is black it sure is interesting that normal sion is white and uh when she's evil <laughs> she's she's black the thing is that, like, Sion's... We've seen or earlier designs of Sion where she is black. And, like, they just didn't like the color scheme, so they made her pale. She's Egyptian. She should not have pale skin. Yes. Yes. Um, This is... Yes, this is not... So it's so Sion weird shouldn't... to go back to that. Yeah. It's a really weird thing to do. But it does feel like they weren't thinking... This is... It feels like they just weren't thinking about that very much. Yeah. Nasu and like Type Moon, not known for their like clever, good navigation of race. No. Necessarily. No. Not particularly. Uh, She does have like, she does look to me more like she has like a regular uh, dust of of Osiris. Looks like she has normal skin tone, not like a like dark gray. So she's got that going for her. She has like real skin tone. Her outfit's great, honestly. It's so funny that her like hat poke evolved into a bigger hat. Yes. (laughs) She's Um, got more hair under there. It's been some number of years. Simulated. Also, it seems like she's from a different point in time. Anyway. Uh, But yes, she has pulled out... uh, uh what's her name again rise 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 babe uh pulled her out of tatati's records apparently she was kept alive by her holy relic she, yeah, her like spirit right. still yeah. existed yeah. because she has this like sick stake cello shield thing it's a shield shaped like a cello which she can play and she's a, the musician yeah. of law and it has uh, a huge stake at the bottom yeah, well, like, you know how cellos have the, like, yes. thing that they rest on? That but it's is... for stabbing, specifically. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it looks like, it looks like, um, what's the word I'm searching for? It looks like a beam saber. Yes. She looks uh, great. Yeah. Rise's uh, design is fun. I do like that she's, like, the girl who is wearing pants, so everyone's like, can't tell if she's a boy or a girl. <laughs> so androgynous. <laughs> uh... I think it's most it's Nekoark and it's it comes up like one other who time, calls yes. her Nissan. Uh-huh. Um she's I think she's the one who most straddles between the two worlds. Uh-huh. Yes. Um but also even Yumizuka calls her their husband. Yes. <laughs> How is she gonna get a part-time job? What do you mean, Ben? Can you imagine her working at a 7-Eleven? Yeah. Gap Moe. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so uh, why do you want to work here oh well i've got 
two hot girls living in an alleyway <laughs> that I need to take care of. In an abandoned warehouse, please, Ben. <laughs> this it's more true. respectable. This is true. Yumizuka has upgraded to a very damp-looking warehouse. <laughs> um... Yeah, so basically, all there's no story mode. There's just arcade modes, and it's like different people going to kill uh the dust of Osiris and um dust of Osiris, or they're or, headed off to kill. There is a side a side plot. Uh, there is a, a Neko Arc village under the Tono Mansion. Uh, the great and cat, the great cat, village. the great cat village, and they're trying to invade the surface and or fuck around. Yes, or film a movie. Is that what Neko Arc Chaos yeah. is doing? Neko Arc Chaos has always been. Was he in the last game? Yes. Oh, because the 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 he also referenced George Lucas in the last game. Mm. Um, How do you get a filmmaker out of chaos? I don't know. What was the logical leap there? I don't know. Well, in this game, Neko Arc is also obsessed with uh, her acting career. Oh. So I don't. From the Neko arcs are just like actors. The background where Yumizuka's warehouse has been infested with Neko arc chaos, but Yumizuka is like <laughs> on the other side of the door, peeking in and looking distressed every now and then, is really good. Oh yeah. Um, the Great Cat Village stuff is not very interesting. No, we're uh, gonna go through it, it anyway. Made me laugh a couple but... of times, but there there are a couple of good Neko jokes. Most of them are bad. It's really funny that no one likes Roa. It's, or, it's really, really funny, funny that it is a bit that no one in the real world cares about Roa either. Yes. Okay. Do we want to go through these? Do we want to go through these? Uh, do we want to save Sion and uh, Rise for last? Yeah, sure. We we got the... Uh, we did Sion first because I felt... Because that's the, that's the one that I did part of. And I was like... It feels like a good place to start that, like, this is all Tatari again. Yes. Um, And Sion's lays that out very cleanly. Mm -hmm. But Archetype Earth! Uh, Archetype Earth. What the fuck is Archetype Earth? Uh, Apparently... It's Arcoid. It's Arcoid. Well, it's Arcoid's body. Whose... Her origin has been awakened? It is the closest that... Uh, okay. From what I can say, we've seen this version of Arcweed before. This is distinct from uh, Red Arcweed or Warcweed or whatever you want to call it. Red Arcweed is Arcweed's bloodlust. Yes, it has Arcweed who is given into being a vampire. This is Arcweed. This the, is like Lunar Princess. This is Crimson Moon Arcweed. Yeah. This, is, this is what we've called Crimson Moon Arcweed. This is the like the uh, the end of the world Arcweed. Yes. Right. This is the successor to the Crimson Moon. Uh, yes this is this is the she's a lot more like regal and sinister uh than regular arcweed yeah Uh, you get a bit where that says that this is the arcweed who existed before roa disrupted her um yeah this is the arcweed who whose only goal is the destruction of the planet Uh uh-huh she doesn't want to destroy everything she makes that pretty clear sorry she wants to kill as many humans as she possibly can yes uh yes she is an archetype of existence which i feel like this will come up later (laughs) someday yeah cl says says that it's like certain mages can become archetypes of things and it's like 
being awakened to your origin. Uh-huh. So uh, I do like when she says even a sleeping giant wants to play sometimes. Uh-huh. That's fun. Uh, let's see. She fights Ark or she fights CL. And mm-hmm. then this is important because CL will show up at the end of this. Yes. Place. So the end of this is basically archetype birth can only stick around for the night, mm-hmm. but she is a God kind of. So she's like secretly plotting to just stick around anyway and maybe take the world out as she's dying. Yeah. Or as she's like going back to to sleep. Um there is a and then we get powered CL in her like battle dress with the with the seventh holy scripture and all that. Mm-hmm. Still cool. Still fucking cool when she dresses like this and has the tattoos and everything. She's great. Uh we get a great bit where CL's like Arcoid, regular Arcoid, our Arcoid is always fantasizing about doing <laughs> extinction events. But she's too like lazy and caught up in her current real life to actually go through with it. And mm-hmm. you're the version of Arcoid that will go through with it. That's why I couldn't let you just like fade out, because you were definitely going to do something. And uh, Archetype Earth is like, it's so cute that she has friends who understand her like that. <laughs> we get a great CG of Archetype Earth like embracing the, the entire planet as she's about to destroy it after defeating CL, but... Ark wakes up and is grumpy. <laughs> Ark is sleepwalking and is not happy that her body is being used for this. Uh-huh. Um, this is not a fight between Ark and Archetype Earth. This is just the ending. I uh, think so. Because yeah. you're playing as Archetype Earth. It wouldn't... Uh, a fight you can't win from Ark would be kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, I guess I don't... My assumption was that you then swapped to playing Arcoid. Oh, that's and beat up Archetype be Earth. Um, the the videos Not, we the videos we watched cut out all of the fights. It would have so. taken a lot longer if we had left uh, to watch the fights, yeah. but it would have been maybe a little clearer what was happening. Yeah. Anyway, Archetype Earth goes back to sleep. She's like, Crimson Moon's gonna be pissed off that uh that Arcoid's like turned into such a wuss. Uh, and then we get like a scene between. Arcweed and CL. CL waking her Arcweed up and her being pissed that Shiki's not here and saying she'll destroy the world if Shiki doesn't come. Uh-huh. Um uh, CL or Arcweed CL still a great ship. Yes. Yes. Anything else? Do we want to swap off on Oh yeah, yeah. You discussions? go ahead. You yeah. This one. Kahaku. Kahaku is <laughs> up to massacred my girl. Still is up to goofy antics. Um, <laughs> I miss Kohaku. I miss real Kohaku. Uh huh. Um, let's see. Right, yeah. She almost immediately is like, ah, uh, yeah, we're back at uh, this is a replay of last time. Uh, Akiha and and Shiki are out doing, um, exactly what they did last time. So I guess it's up to me to like figure this out. Um, I can't remember if we knew that she. If we knew that Koma, the guy who killed Shiki's family, was like a regular enough visitor to the Tono house that Kohaku knows his mannerisms. <laughs> but uh, we get they, that here. Yeah, they do have a friendly chat. Um, right, yes. The Roa bit. Is- the, the Roa bit is great. Uh, after Koma, she fights Roa, who she insists on calling Nero. Um which he gets really mad about. And he's like, you of all people should know who I am. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> of every single person in the cast, you can't not know who I am. Um, 
She says uh, the the. Uh, the Roa I knew didn't look like a pianist. <laughs> she says Shiki. I think she's she, talking about uppercase okay, Shiki. But yeah, sorry. she says he looks like a pianist. Um, <laughs> which is, <laughs> she said it, and I can't unsee it. Like he has the like nice uh like dre- black dress pants, and if he tucked in and buttoned up his white shirt, yes, he would look like a pianist. Yes, yes, yes. He looks like a, he looks like a pianist who's trying to get laid. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then Dust, uh, Osiris says the same thing to a lot of people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there are some people that she has an actual conversation with and others that she just kind of says the same lines yeah. while they talk at her. Um, and, uh, yeah, Kaku wins and then goes to make lunch and is like, but it would have been nice to get some appreciation for all the work that i did yes no one remembers uh-huh there's a, there's a good kahaku crying sprite mm-hmm. yeah just one big fat tear yeah. on her in her eye hisui uh, it's funny that you did kahaku and i'm doing hisui now i yeah we should have anyway hisui poor hisui uh finds a secret passage and she finds this uh as yumizuka who is yumiduka in this game by the way uh is bursting out trying to escape from the cat village it is very funny that yumizuka was living in their walls for a moment <laughs> she's like oh he's sweet uh or you don't know who i am uh can you just pretend not to have seen me he's sweet has to beat her up uh, uh wait real quick um yumizuka satsuki I do love uh, all of the sprites while the conversations are happening are in their idle animations. Mm-hmm. And Heesweez is just like her little bow is bouncing uh-huh. as she like bounces on the balls of her t- uh, feet. And uh-huh. it's really cute. She's very cute. It's Heesweez. Uh, it's we... been so long since I've been able to say that. I'm it's just like, Heesweez. <laughs> oh, and yeah. one day we'll get to remake and the world will be beautiful. Ah! I I did have a note earlier where I was like, I really wish that we had voiced Skihime because all of these are voiced. And then I was like, oh, that's Remake, isn't it? This is so funny because I've been playing Remake. I've taken a couple weeks off because I haven't been feeling well. But I've like heard the voices so much now because I have to listen to all of them because it takes me a while to read. Right. I can't Mm -hmm. skip dialogue. So I'm so used to the new cast that these people sound so weird to me. I'm not saying that these voices are like excellent. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying either. It's just really funny for me to come here and be like, that's not what a Kiha sounds yeah. like. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway, that's enough remake. Uh, we get some Neko Arc chaos antics. Wait, uh, we skip over White Len. Oh yeah, White Len is hanging out. It seems like she's just kind of haunting them. I think. So there are actually three plots. Although White Len is usually in the middle of the other two. Yeah, White Len uh, kind of wants to be her own plot. White Len White, White Len was the plot of React. Yes, the, of the DLC, yes. Um and she's still kind of here. She but... she's, she wants to date Naniyashiki, who is the a phantom of Naniyashiki. Uh and she wants to uh beat Len and become the real Len. Yes. But she is mostly just relegated to being a comedy character to her dismay and anger. Yes. That's what I kind of skipped over because it, it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. Uh Tomboy. The most important line from Neko Arc Chaos is 
Is your coffee proper instant coffee? I won't have any of that straight from the bean garbage. <laughs> we were doing this right next to each other. Um, so I... Oh, straight from the bean garbage. I knew that Ben was going to write down this line, and I was like... <laughs> I also have to write down this line because it is one of the funniest lines Nasu has ever written. It's really funny. Also, uh, another connection between this and collage. Miki from collage is really invested in good coffee. And I hope that it's proper instant coffee that she's <laughs> making. None of that straight from the bean garbage. I Okay, I'm making up a guy to get mad at. And it's oh. a guy who obsesses over how to properly prepare instant coffee <laughs> to make it taste the best. Okay, okay, okay. This is the bit. They make a bunch of Alice in Wonderland references uh, during this, or a couple, as if this was like an Alice in Wonderland thing. I'm not really sure. It doesn't really fit that well. Um, but this is why Whiteland is involved, is because technically Whiteland is a cat. And Yumizuka, they were trying to put cat ears on her to make her a cat. Oh. Oh, yes, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He, he has to... Right. Has to destroy the cat kingdom? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then she goes to bed. Yep. We... A lot... They Some have of new like CGs. Half of... But half of the CGs are reused, and the other half are not uh-huh. seemingly at random. He's be napping in this very strange-looking giant rocking chair is, is reused. That's cute. <laughs> it's he-sweet. It is Okay. He Powered CL. This is, what if CL was cool? Was it just a badass? Yes. Um, it's Okay, okay. I'll say this at the end. Uh, yes. Ciel is, yeah, feels magic stuff happening. She's like, that's probably a vampire. Uh, time to go, Nanako. <laughs> Cowardly of them not to voice Nanako and give her yes. sprites. Uh, She's in the background of a CG. She fights Red Arc. Not much there. Uh, Rise Beef, this conversation rules. Um, uh, right, yeah. Rise, Rise Beef uh is not jazzed about how uh how um uh uh fight hungry cl is mm-hmm. um right and You've somehow too cool cl <laughs> she's using blood for power somehow she's not drinking blood i don't really understand what that does seventh holy scripture drink blood i don't think so i could see nanako i think you need blood lapping up some some juicy, juicy blood. Edgy Nanako drinking, licking blood off her hooves. Fan art. Um, Rise is mad. CL's too cool. Uh, she's like, please go be more pathetic. <laughs> There's an interesting bit where Rise is like a is a knight of the church. She's like a noble right, yes. warrior. This is right? the yes. And then CL is part of the burial agency, which is the the. If you're a, a Marvel or a DC person, they're the suicide squad of the church, right? Mm-hmm. They're a bunch of criminals who have been bullied into... Uh, they're vampires and freaks, right? Mm-hmm. So, Risebife doesn't have a problem with CL herself, but she's like, oh, you're getting too... You're getting too sicko here. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, Hanging out with that <laughs> cute little horse girl is making you insane and evil. Um. Yeah. I don't... I didn't take super detailed notes. Um, so 
yeah, I just remember Rise like utterly destroying CL. Um, talk, yeah, uh, something. Anyway, um, yeah, the funniest bit of this is that when it ends, you like you think like, oh, this is like dark CL. This is CL gone dark, and then it ends and it's fine. She just goes back to normal. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. I was expecting like a bad end. Is there a different CL? No, I don't think so. Or there's yeah. a regular CL. Oh, yes, yes, there is a CL. But that's not, like, any much different than this. Um, or it's not, not different. That's not a bad end CL either. No. It's just normal in that, too. Dust time. Uh, right, yeah. CL says that this is Sion's inevitable fate, mm-hmm. as if uh, Sion is always going to end up uh, destroying the world, which is grim. <laughs> Worrying. Um, let's see. Um... Yeah, saving humanity. Okay, this bit about how it takes a whole team of mages to keep Nanako, to keep the Seventh Holy Scripture running. Do they just have, like, a bunch of people praying in a room in the Vatican or something the whole time CL is in Japan carrying this gun around? Or does she have to, like, call them and be like, okay, start praying, it's time to wake the gun up? I think, okay, she says, uh, like, I used up, like, six months worth of, mm. like, things that I... You think I... she's so powerful that she's powering Nanako, even though it normally takes a whole team? I think what she means is it takes a whole team to, like, charge up Nanako. Uh, Nanako's uh, like a servant in see, that she has... She can store magical energy, but then it expends magical energy to use her. Mm-hmm. And so Ciel's over there just, like, chugging mana potions, <laughs> trying to keep Nanako topped up uh-huh uh-huh or really splashing not five hour splashing, energies, yeah like waver in that fucking fate zero there's a little like uh not like it goes big enough that there's like a gas cap on the back that you like pop open and just like pour five hour energy into <laughs> and then close up sugar cubes <laughs> thank you sugar very much cubes. um um yeah Right, yes. The The best bit of her conversation with Dust is that she says, if you're going to save the world to save just one person, then let the world die. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. cool. Uh-huh. Hardcore CL. Yeah. Nania Shiki. Uh, this bit, uh, uh, it starts with a fight between Nania and Roa. Where they pretty ex- they they pretty explicitly imply that the 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 infamous coffee scene yeah. where they buy coffee is Roa and Naniyashiki having a conversation, which makes, which makes sense. sense. Yes, uh, but that's like fun to like go back to that because uh-huh. it was kind of like it's one of those things where you can draw that conclusion, but it's kind of inexplicable feeling at the time yeah. that they're doing it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like unclear. Yes, it's unclear the mechanism of how. This is a scene in uh, Tsukihime, the original Tsukihime, in the Hisui route. Which route is this in? I think it's. Or is it Kohaku? At least Hisui, it might also be. It might be in shared maid route. No, it's got to be Hisui because uh, he's already dead by then, isn't he? No, no, this is the day before he dies to Akiha. Because he leaves town. Right. But he's right. murdered by Akiha. Right. 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 So this is the scene where they have coffee together and like become old friends instantly and like talk about how uh, the state's monopoly on violence is uh, is awful and that they should be allowed to do violence uh, however yes. they feel like. Fascinating really, conversation. Me, Nanaya, and Rawa all shaking on the state's monopoly on violence is awful. Uh, disagreeing about what the solution for that is. <laughs> Rawa, like, oh, 
they should abolish the death penalty and let me hunt women in the streets. <laughs> um, yeah, that, there. It is about that. It is. It is about legalize like, woman hunting. It is more more generously. It is about being on the outside of society. Yes, and like. Oh yes, I think it's an interesting conversation, yes. right? Because like, both of them don't really care about laws. They're kind of just like talking about how fucked up humans are for thinking that they're different than them yes yes okay so that bit's interesting uh let's see miyako comes looking for shiki but she gets the wrong shiki uh he bumps into white len basically white len has been keeping uh, there's some kind of like weird codependency thing happening between Nania and White Len where like she needs a master but he can't exist in the world. It's like they're both each other's servant. It's kind of yes. weird. I think that this is from React. Yes, it, yes, that comes up where uh she I'm going to be honest, I don't world, remember but, any of the React uh arcade modes. But yeah, they both kind of rely on each other, but he doesn't really want to do that. He just wants to go murder people. Yeah. Uh but you know, he's got places to be, and what he's got to be is in a, like, uh, to-the-death boys love duel with Coma. Mm-hmm. This is so gay. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny that, like, when we get little scraps of who Coma is outside of Kagetsu Toya, where he's, like, uh, the devil, mm-hmm. it seems like Coma's just, like, a funny little guy who lives in the woods. <laughs> well, it feels like Coma killed, uh, Ki... Kiri? Kiri. Kiri Nanya. Uh, Nanya. Kiri. And then was like, maybe I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could just, like, go live a normal life. Um, uh-huh. Or not a normal life. He's no. like a hermit. Uh, become a monk. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get, we'll, by we'll normal, I mean during not his... killing people. <laughs> yeah. We'll expand on that a bit during his, uh, his thing. Uh, Nanya kills him and is like, whoa, that was so fucking sexy. Woo! And then it ends. Uh, yeah, this is, this is boys love to me, is everything in their conversation and the ending. <laughs> okay. Aoko, Ao, wait, Aozaki Aoko. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, yep, Aoko's also on Tatari route. Thank goodness she was saved from Great Cat Village. What's the first Wraith Stadia? Uh, great question. We don't. Ben, I There's asked... a lot of like weird mentioned lore things that don't connect to anything I know about. Okay, I also don't. I don't think it's that much of a spoiler to say that I've read Mahoyo and I have no idea what the first Wraith Stadia is. I think Stadia was what it was. Um, uh, Alco faces off against White Len. Uh, who she right White Len to recap. For me and also for the audience. White Len is the succubus inside of... That was, like, combined with the black cat Len. So Len is the cat personality. And White Len is the succubus personality. Yeah, yeah. Or I think they were one being, but Alco split them. They were, and then they split it. Alco split them. Alco split them. Alco split them in order to cause a bunch of chaos so she could make off with Shiki. Again. And decided not to. I do not remember the Melty Blood react. (laughs) The thing I liked about that was like everyone was so scared of Alco because they were like, oh, if Shiki was going to leave us for anyone, it would be her. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, on a dime. <laughs> uh, unfortunately for all of them, Shiki's like three months away from death. <laughs> um, yeah. White Len has come to get revenge. Uh, Alka wins. Uh, <laughs> later on, Roa's here. Um, she says that they would have bumped into each other eventually. It's interesting because um, we don't really know what Alko's powers are, do we? Just that she's very strong and she shoots beams. No, she has the fifth magic. We know that we she know is a sorcerer the fifth or magic a, like is, she has that. Um, right? Because Roa, yes, I I forget sometimes that Roa was not always a vampire. Mm-hmm. That he was a a big deal mage at some point. He was a priest priest sorry um it's chaos who's the mage yeah i think so um but yeah the way that she's like oh no if if you lived long enough we would have bumped into each other eventually i'm like why are you living that long <laughs> aren't you like 30 i yeah she said or he says someone um, says that uh she has 30 years of experience as a mage yeah. as a mage uh which just makes her hotter honestly if she's 30 <laughs> She's she's got to be like thirty five or something then. I she has experienced magic since she was a baby. Just experiencing magic and having experience is different. Yes, what you're saying. I think it's hailing outside. Yeah, I think it is. Once again, our decision not to take the AC out of the window is fucking us over <laughs> because I can hear the, the, the hail pretty loudly for all bouncing off of it. I'm not blaming you for this, by the way. I also didn't want to. Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, I'm sorry even if it is not my fault. Uh, Roa wants wants a little blood. Alko, uh, Alko says that she, she's not tasty. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but she is like, it's one less thing for Shiki and Akiha and everyone to worry about if I'm oh, dead. Yes. So. That makes sense. Uh, now for Dust. Dust um, calls her the achiever of the fifth map. Okay, yeah. And um, says some... Something very ominous stuff. She says something about there not being errors for her to alter in the timeline. Does she say that? I don't know. Errors in reality? Something about the past? It's not very clear. Alko is like, whatever. Alko knows what she's talking about. And it's like, what that thing is so much more annoying to do properly. I'm just going to beat your ass right here and now. That's yes. pretty funny. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> and just accuses Alko of wanting to become a limitless, terrifying existence. That's pretty great. I don't. Yeah, and, and like this is great because Alko isn't like I don't know what you're talking about. Alko looks away. Her sprite looks away, as if try like resisting and like trying not to answer or let her face be seen. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, I I also get you the, have future knowledge that you cannot let out. I also get the feeling that a little bit uh this is Alco's just simply too lazy. <laughs> um yeah, uh Dust is trying to create an everlasting supercomputer, become uh yeah, become yeah. as Matrix. Uh Alco's yeah, Alco's fit is so good. Yeah, her, her in the CG is great, but she's um, wearing a skirt. I miss I wish she was wearing pants, but the jacket, the red jacket is great. Yes. Uh, Alko is moping that she didn't get paid for it and is like, hmm, maybe I can go bum some money off of Toko. Uh-huh. Oh, right. And then she's going to the Kuritsugu's dad island yeah. to, to hunt down a ceiling designation target. When? This does not, they, this does not connect temporally. No. 
Well, but also Melty Blood is in Hime world. So So maybe that maybe uh uh Kiritsugu's shitty dad managed to hold out for a couple more years. Yes. Um no, this is this is very funny. Yes. Um she says that she ha- is going to check out Arimago Island for the sealing designation guy. Yep. Uh and she hopes she wasn't too late. <laughs> funny. Why is so, Aiko going to kill Kanitsugu's dad? That's really funny. Maybe she is, just is too late. <laughs> that could be it. She could be too late by like, what, 20 years? 30 years? Oh, yeah. No. It wouldn't be that long. When? Oh, yeah, I guess Because so. this is one year after Melty Blood, which is six months after Tsukihime. So it's 2003? 2001 or two? When is Tsukihime? Tsukihime is set when it, when it comes out. It's 2001. Okay, yeah. So or 2000, like maybe. 2003? Summer 2003? So I guess it is still like yeah. 10 years? Ten or Only 10 years? This is going to be like 15 or 20 years. He's pretty old. Right. Because it's, it's been Night 10 takes place years. Four. He was a baby then, and it's been 10 years since he joined up with the Einsburns. Yeah, I guess it is probably like 20 years too late. So it must... Or, okay, Ben, alternative theory? It's not Karitsugu's dad that she's after. Someone Uh, someone else moved in and is also doing research that caused them to get a ceiling destination. Pretty funny. Tono Shiki. He does the hologram summer interve- introduction thing again. It's, as he said. it's a great intro to to. Um... Uh, he meets up with Sion, so just kind of reenacting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Sion knows that it's a reenactment and is like, yes. and he can't remember her. And but like, stuff. yes, I think I believe that uh, a bunch of his fights are also reenactments of that route of, mm-hmm. like, yes, yeah, because he is reenacting. Uh, uh, I do like Red Arc calling him the avatar of broken promises and the king of being late. <laughs> it's very funny that Red Arc is also just bad breakup arc. Uh-huh. Um, is that Yandere or is that Manana? Yandere. Mm. She's not trying to hurt him. I don't think that I don't think that she's Dere is the thing. Red Arc is not at all Dere. No. Uh just yawn <laughs> yeah um he heads towards where uh rise is protecting dust and rise is like hey you're too nice uh, i don't i really don't want to beat you up he goes to meet dust uh he says that the philosopher's stones are made out of death lines which is interesting that's yeah because they're pure life yeah um Dust says that he's some kind of like singularity in her calcu like computer riddle that she has to get rid of, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's yeah, something about him having helped defeat He he got the killing blow on Zepia. Okay, yes. So she has to do something. Killing him will let her the reality marble they should have given Nasu a charts budget for this. I would understand it a lot better if he just put up a few charts. Yes. Anyway, he beats Dust. Him and she, uh, him and Sion are hanging out. She wishes that she could have um, 
taking care of the problem herself. And he's like, ah, it sucks that we had to kill Dust. And Sion's like, well, I think she was probably pretty satisfied to be killed by you. And uh, he says something about uh, how it was nice to see her as an, like all grown up. I thought Sion was also in her 20s. Yeah. Yeah, she's not, but... Yeah. Well, you get a really funny one. Ryogi Shiki! <laughs> Hello, Ryogi Shiki. Why are you here? This is a unique background, I think. It's not used in any other of the story scenes. Is her, like, the bamboo forest around... Yeah, she doesn't mansion. interact with anyone else's story. Unless... She's like... I think she's bummed because it's hot. Um... And is like, hey, Butler, whose name I cannot remember because Ben didn't write it down and I neither did I. I it and I didn't um, go back. Uh, and I don't remember it from Kanke. Uh, can you get me water? Who is that guy? Uh, and then realizes that he's gone and that everyone in town is gone. Um, this is what I mean about Ryogi Shiki being fake poor. She just has a butler. <laughs> yes. Um, she goes to fight Chaos. Uh isn't isn't super excited about it let me wait uh okay yes um then white len uh also not much i think she beats dust without even getting a cutscene. yes because she like she talks about it in one of the cutscenes, being like oh yeah i guess I, I thought i just beat the person behind this all but i guess that's not why i'm here what is she here for uh, she's here to beat up Tonoshiki. The ultimate showdown between the mystic eyes of death perception possessors. Who could possibly win this fight? Uh, Ryoki. <laughs> this is really funny. She, like, no-sells the guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do have their, like, standoff where they're both like, oh, mystic eyes of death perception. Seeing them is so freaky that we I can't allow you to exist anymore. And then, uh-huh. like... It, because of the way that these work, there's no after battle stuff. It's just generic lines. Yes. So it cuts directly to the next thing. So it's just like, oh, yeah, she killed him off screen. Yep. <laughs> also, it's so funny to get out through all of Kanke where she's like flirting with this like uh, desire to kill, but desire to not be a killer. Uh, for the entirety of thing. people, Ben. Yes, yes. She specifically chooses not to kill basically everyone she encounters, but she sees Tono Shiki and she kills the shit out of him. <laughs> There's bits of Shiki everywhere. Uh, Archetype Earth is here. This is the real bad breakup, Archoid. Uh, <laughs> it's an extinction event. Yeah. Ryogi is uh, terrified or is... Con- hmm. She's confused. She can't see uh uh yeah she can't see any death lines this has happened because... to her before with uh with what's his face uh the priest oh yes yes he didn't have any death lines for yes. a bit either but i think uh, uh i think so she's not she's a little nervous but she's not like she doesn't think she's gonna lose this fight she's like i can kill gods um yeah uh but we don't get an answer earth is here earth is here to avenge tonoshiki and uh and uh yeah and then it ends yes we don't get a yeah yeah, yeah. it's like the ultimate showdown would arcoid or ryogi shiki win who could say who do you think wins i know she's tough but arcoid is my instinct is yes especially as archetype earth my instinct is is uh uh, arcoid yeah i mean 
It's Arcoid. Have you seen her? Yeah. Uh, let's come back to... At least, I don't think Ryogi could beat her without killing the planet, which would <laughs> which would lead us to, uh, to notes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Vermilion Akiha next? Uh, no. Well... Tono Akiha 2. Let's skip. Twos are Neko Arc. Ah. Themed. And so let's... Well, okay. But on the other hand, we do have to talk about Tono Akiha 2 because of the CG of no. her hanging out with the girlies. We will get to it eventually. Is that also... No, that's not also in the other one. No. I just mean, let's do let's do all of the the normal continuity ones first okay and then come back tell me when we can talk about that yeah so i'll talk about is it my turn yes vermilion akiha (laughs) ben just adjusted her glasses (laughs) and put down put down her akiha statue (laughs) um we get a funny bit where akiha is like Oh, detecting whatever's going on, right? And Kohaku's like, "Hey, you're looking pretty, pretty weird and wild. You want some blood?" Because <laughs> they're still doing their, uh, their uh, sexy little ritual. Uh, but Akiha's like, "Oh, no, no, no! I couldn't ask you to do that more than once a day." <laughs> That's so That's much. So much. Uh, Kohaku's chest must just be like scars all right? over the place. Um, no, it's so funny that she's still doing that. Uh, her hair turns red. She tells Kohaku to stay at home and protect Hisui and, uh, Shiki. She goes out. She sees Koma. Uh, apparently she told Koma never to come back. Uh, so she also has a rapport with Koma. hmm He's like, I don't want to be here either. <laughs> Shit. She whips his ass. She sees Roa. It is very funny that, uh... Roa is like trying to posture when again Akiha is the worst possible matchup for him in like the world. You know yes. what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> What's her power? Plunder. That's what it is. Plunder. Um, it's cool. She's pissed off to see him. She kills him. <laughs> she goes to fight Dust. Uh there's a good bit where uh Dust like gives her a little speech about saving the world by crystallizing humanity or whatever and Akiha's like I really don't care about saving people or the world or anything. I'm going to kill you though. <laughs> uh and then we get the she wins and then we get this incredible CG of her with red hair sexily lounging on a couch <laughs> in like this new black dress. Uh-huh. Really great. Uh and she's like, I'm so tired after that. I'm going to relax. And Kohaku comes in with a bunch of like bullshit business stuff for her to do. And Kohaku's like, isn't it so great that you're, the job you have to do is so exhausting that you'll never be able to lose yourself into monstrous bloodlust because you're too tired. And she's like, I wish I could just eat people. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I would rather eat people than have a job. <laughs> it's really good. Uh-huh. Um, the whole thing is pretty bare bones, but I love to see Akiha. My Akiha stock has risen a lot since finishing Tsukihime. Her stock is poised to rise. Red Garden, baby. It's gonna be fucking crazy. I'm excited. Um, also gonna skip White Line for now. Um, Mecha Hisui! She's, uh, yeah. She was built by 
Kahaku as a as a refresher. Um, she has purple hair instead of kind of a pinkish red to differentiate from Akiha's red hair. Uh, and uh, she is she is upgraded with more combat data. Um, let's see. She <laughs> right every time she shows up, she hovers down from the top of the screen, pretty fun. lands, which is very good. Uh, she bumps into Ark. Um, Echo Ark. Oh, sorry. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I saw that. I was looking at the next shrine. Yeah, her first fight arc. Huh. Yeah. Um. Who's like? Oh no, you're gaining self awareness. <laughs> um. Oh yes, and then there's. Wait, yes. Then there's Neko Arc, who tried to cook a fish with a rocket, mm-hmm. and was like, this... the, "The whole field then, is on yes, fire." The, the Great Cat Village is is on fire because the Neko Arcs are dumbasses. And then <laughs> Mecha Hisui, of all people gets to fight dust uh-huh. um and that that is why she's become sentient is to sapient sentient yeah sentient. she's like uh to save everyone there's the bit where she's like probability of, of victory point zero 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 one percent retreating and then like her voice gets a little more human even though it's uh-huh. still got the filter on it she's like no i have to fight to save everyone uh-huh. and she beats dust um uh and then the and yeah, cg is a bunch of evil mecha hisuis uh rising up against kohaku right, rising up against kohaku because <laughs> kohaku took uh dust's like supercomputer brain or whatever to do evil they're like no no no, we're gonna use it to do evil i think they just want to live they look pretty evil okay they look evil i th- but i think they're gonna take it out on humanity a little bit I think they're just going to take it out on Kohaku. That's fair. I I'm also always mad at this Kohaku. Uh-huh. <laughs> ben has has now taken down Kohaku, and I have I have the Mansion Girlies on my desk. All uh-huh. Nope, I'm missing Hisui. You have Hisui. Oh, Hisui. Hisui lives with Fan. I, I have uh, Arkweed, Akiha, and Kohaku on my desk. Yes. Yep. Vark. <laughs> vanilla arc regular arc is it my turn yep uh arcweed is drunk there's a bunch of jokes about her being drunk this right i believe that arcweed is has wine mom energy yeah, yeah yeah um her and cl show down in the uh, oh she fights coma first uh they both talk about which of them is like the more evil person in general that's mm-hmm. funny probably arc Hmm. If she wasn't, like, busy. <laughs> you mean the whole, like, she daydreams about destroying humanity? Yeah, he's just, like, a normal killer. She's, like, an extinction event. Yeah, that's fair. And she's not, like... The thing with Arcweed is it never really feels like she's, like, oh, it's wrong for me to do this. It feels like she's, like, nah, I don't really want to do this right now. Yeah. Anyway... Her and CL show down in a cool church be- uh, uh, field. Ben, I would like to propose that CL and Ark's relationship on Facebook is, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Ark and CL do some flirting. Um, she beats her up. Mm-hmm. Shiki shows up. Uh, he's like, oh, right. Shiki's like, don't worry. Me and all of the other girls who are my love interests are all going to stop dust without you. And she's like, I'm going to kill the shit out of you. <laughs> she beats him. She encounters dust. Dust calls her Crimson Moon. 
Uh, Ark thinks that her, like, accelerating the end of the world thing is stupid. Yes. Uh, yeah. Dust is like, well, humanity's headed for destruction anyway. Why don't we just destroy it now and, like, actually have something to show for it? Mm -hmm. Ark is like, humanity has its future ahead of it. Yeah. Leave it alone. And then she beats Dust, and then her and Shiki go to a movie. Yep. Tiger Dojo the movie. Uh, we're saving Rise Beef. Uh, Rise Beef 2 is jokey. Tono Akiha. I can't believe that we've gotten basically all of each other's faves. <laughs> um, let's see. Koaku is welcoming, welcomes Akiha home, but unfortunately Akiha has got stuff to take care of. Um, I think this is also Akiha reenacting Hologram yeah. Summer. Yes. Or her route. Uh, Akiha is uh, upset with Shiki because Shiki snuck out. And Shiki's like, uh, yeah, that's fair. Why did you sneak out? And she thinks to herself that she can't say that it's because she smelled blood over here. <laughs> um, yeah, he's looking for vampires. Uh, she, she's looking for hot singles. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> Shiki's like, well, at least you're less scary than that girl with a gun. And Kia's like, you know another girl? <laughs> Sion is next. Uh oh, yeah. They fight. Yeah. Um, I think Sion's like, I'm gonna take care of this, and Akiha's like, not if I get there first. Mm-hmm. Uh Dust is here. Akiha still doesn't have time for any of this. Yeah. Um There's a funny uh, bit where Dust is like, How can you be sure which of us is the real Sion and which is the fake? Who is is like truly correct here? And Akiha's like, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I, that was Sion. I know her. I don't know who you are, so I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Um, yeah, she wins, and Kahaku's making tea. Uh, it is as, as has been made clear by a bunch of these, uh, no one else remembers. It's only the person who defeats Dust yeah. who remembers what happened. Um, uh... So, yes, Kohaku, yes uh, right, and, she won't tell Kohaku what yes. happened. Um, and Kohaku says that she has an encyclopedia of all of Akiha's weaknesses. Um, and so one or two things that she doesn't know about Akiha is fine. <laughs> Akiha gets really grumpy. The bit that I like here is that, um, the way that Dust talks about Akiha is like, Akiha is someone who acts as if she is like very logical and driven by like, uh, her role and her rational thought. Mm-hmm. But whenever, whenever it like comes down to it, even a tiny bit. It is pure instinct, baby. She just does whatever she feels like as soon as the as soon as like an opportunity comes up to break from uh she's not actually very logical or uh cool headed. Yes. I think that's yeah. fun. She's dust is jealous of this because she's too analytical because of her computer brain. Yeah. Wallachia. Wallachia. Zeppia. Zeppia is here and he's a guy again. Mm-hmm. Um, he bumps into Nero, him and Nero have like a vampire conversation about like some vampire hangout 800 years ago or whatever. Uh, and then they're like, they have like vampires who are filling certain seats of the dead apostle ancestors, uh, owe each other favors as a category is kind of what they imply. Yeah. So I forget what number they are, but Zeppi is like, does... 10 and 13 are these two. I 
think Roa's or it's sorry. Chaos. chaos is 13. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway. Anyway. Zephy's like, so uh, do I owe you anything? And Chaos is like, no. And then they're like, so we're going to kill each other, right? And he's like, yeah, of course. They fight. Now Zephyr bumps into Roa. He hates Roa. He thinks that Roa's like reincarnating shit is stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and Roa's like, hey, your you're like, uh, kid is like supplanting you and she's cooler than you. Uh-huh. Uh, he beats Roa. Now it's on to dust. Uh, she's she apparently you like used woke up Zepia and gave him power so that he would go and beat people up to stop them from uh stopping her. Yeah, right. This is why all the bad vampires are running around. And he base or yes, he's like, well, yeah, I did beat all of them up, and now it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He like he dunks on her because he's like, at least. I may have turned into a wanton murderer, but at least when I wanted to save the world, I wanted to save the world, not destroy it uh-huh. like you. So he beats her and then is like, well, now I get to beat Tatati again uh, and I'm going to use all the power she gathered to kill everyone in the city. Isn't that great? And there's like a big smiley face moon. Mm. Goofy. Mm-hmm. It's like crying blood smiley face thing is very dumb. Uh, it is funny that Dust always has her eyes closed, just like he always has his eyes closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird, like, little bit. She never opens her eyes and does blood tears or whatever, but. CL. Oh, is it CL? Oh, you're skipping Miyako. Yeah, again, I'm I'm skipping all of the, the Neko ones. Regular CL, not power. Regular CL. CL's like, ah, evil is afoot. Um, right. <laughs> It'll get handled somehow, but I don't want Shiki getting hurt. So. The city's lousy with do-gooders, she says. <laughs> yeah. Um, we get to Roa. So funny to to do the Roa fight first. That there's a bit that seems to imply. Well, okay, she was definitely a vampire for more than a few days. I think, I think so, but he says he kind of says it like they were like he was only in control of her for a few days. I think she really. I would believe that she only went all out for. A bit, but like mm-hmm. that has to be a like at least weeks. we know that she was in her room for like a month. Yeah, going yeah. crazy. Yeah, and then I guess it could have. I guess her transforming over that time could have been enough time for Ark to like make it most of the way there, and then she had only a couple days to become a wanton vampire king before being put down. I feel like that as soon as a town just like disappears into a bloody mess. Mm-hmm. You start mobilizing, so like Roa's only been only died eighteen times, counting his current incarnation. Some of those lived for a long time. If he's been doing this for eight hundred years, it's definitely been uh like the what he does in Misaki mm-hmm. uh is definitely like more subtle than the glimpses we got of uh CL CL mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um. Yeah, CL definitely did like massacre her entire town and the leave the couple of people alive to wallow in blood in the church or whatever. Uh-huh. Um Yeah, Roa Dogs on the shit, church, you know. Uh CL's like, well yeah, but you know, I'm cool. It's so funny for her to be like, Well, they did torture me and kill me dozens and hundreds of times, but you know, it did help me get my act together. <laughs> yeah. 
I did get I did get scared straight by all of the times I was murdered. Is this also the one where she's it's somewhere in here she talks about like, you know, infinity is not enough time for me to repay yeah, or repent for the crimes that yeah. I did. I have a, I have a question yeah. that I don't think we have had like cleanly answered. CL post being uh killed by Ark and Roa leaving her. Would she just back to being the girl or was she still a monster and the church had to like torture her back into a human shape hmm was she still a freak and that's why they tortured her because i always kind of assumed that she went back to normal and the church tortured her because she was obviously supernatural and they wanted to kill her or whatever uh but is it the case that she was still a, a murderer and only calmed down later i mean like this is the thing with roa is it's always been a mix of this is who you were all along yeah and all you needed was a little push she needed a lot of pushing if it took a month yes um but i would fully believe that it's like yeah roa was dead but it took a bit to like calm down cl uh-huh she still knew how fun killing people was. She's really calmed down now. Yeah. Which uh which which kind of lends credence to the idea of like, oh yeah, they've just be- beat it out of her. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked up. Interesting. Rise is next. Yep. Uh as as we've said, not a fan of the burial agency, but uh does get along well with CL. She likes CL, she wants to fight CL. Like in the like honorable uh Shonen Boy showdown. Right. Events. Right. This is the bit where CL's like, I wouldn't expect a knight to like wanna do one on one combat. You you usually show up in like numbers to overwhelm an enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, we saw another no uh knight of the church in the um in the Tsukime prelude stuff, right? Tsukime right. Too? Yes. The didn't she have like a whip or something? And like I an army. Guess, yeah. I don't remember her name, but uh dust time we get a mention of another ancestor named sumire the water demon hmm um cl talks about it being a <laughs> this being a stain on the like tapestry of history what dust is doing and how it's the the world egg theory and like you make a perfect uh new version of the world inside of uh an egg and then it switches places with the real world and mm-hmm. becomes the new real world Mm-hmm. Put a pin in that one, folks, because it's going to come up again. Uh, yeah. There's some, like, aesthetic touches to what's happening with Dust that will be relevant again in the future. And yeah. uh, Dust's room and uh, the overall vibes. Uh, CL is like, you can't fool me with this nice guy act. You're just killing everyone. Yeah. You're a murderer. Yeah, CL's pretty got a pretty black and white view of this. CL wins. We get a hot as hell CL. Just like she looks great. It looks like she's at the top of like a parapet. Yeah, she's like in a um, clock tower, looking down at the yes. city or something. Uh, she's got her leg up on the window, just like hanging out, just casually holding a black key. Um, it's like okay, time to get on to my next job. Probably take like six months to get all the dead out of the city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is inter. She's got. Ow. She's got to have like a symbiotic relationship with Yumizuka and Sion, where she just chases them around <laughs> ineffectually, so that she can like waste more time in the city. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay. Kishima Koma. 
He says something about like, oh, I'm in the city again. I don't know how I got here. Perhaps the children of the forest <laughs> brought me here. I'm like, you're living some kind of whimsical toadstool <laughs> life up there, aren't you? Uh-huh. Are you having like pixies play pranks on you, bud? Aren't you the guy who like massacred a family with your bare hands? He's a funny guy. Uh-huh. This version of Coma, I can understand how Coma had a like philosophical conversation with a child that convinced him not to murder Shiki. If this is the version of if the if like funny little hermit guy is actually what his personality is like. Yeah. He's like, well, someone summoned me here, so you know what that means, folks. Gotta kill him. <laughs> Rise shows up and is like, oh, you're fucking spooky, aren't you, bud? I'm gonna fight you. And he wins. Yep. Then we see White Len, who is the one who summoned him, apparently. Uh, and she's like, will you help me? And he's like, listen, you and your, like who's the real one, who's the fake one thing with the regular Len. It's, I don't want to get in the middle of it. Kill uh, the other Len and then I'll be your friend. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now we get the real meat of it, which is him and uh, uh, Nania. This is like, this is the other half of Nania's route. Yes. Is Coma's perspective on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nania's like, well, I want to kill you. But it's not really for revenge for my family. It's mostly just because I like killing and you seem like a fun guy to fight. And then uh, we get like a, a this like uh, fancy glamour pinup shot of Coma as he fades to dust after he wins the fight. And he's like, wow, I'm well, leaving. <laughs> there's even a bit where in Nania's, he slashes Coma's throat and yeah. is like monologuing to him. About how hot uh, and sexy that fight was. Yes. And is like, oh, yeah, you can't talk back because I slashed your throat. And in this one, uh, uh, Coma is like, you should have killed me, dude. You just, like, messed me up a lot, mm-hmm. but you didn't actually finish me. Didn't go and... for the throat. He does say that. Yeah. Like, your dad would have gone for the throat, wuss. Um, which is, yeah, duality, mm-hmm. mirroring. Mm-hmm. Do we have any more dust ones? Tatari well, I guess we get Roa. Roa's kind Roa? of... Roa? Is okay. not a... Uh... He's being cocky. It was goofy, right? Yeah. Um, oh, no. He's being cocky. Wait. Oh, right. They end up... Okay. Let's do He's being cocky. Okay. Um, this is the bit where He's being cocky. Like, oh, specifically... Uh, Akiha and Shiki have been drawn out to do this yes. reenactment thing, et cetera, et cetera. Wait, no. Oh, it's your turn. Yes. <laughs> um, and so uh, it is our duty as maids to go look for them <laughs> and assist them however we can. Is it? Um, uh, they get lost and go to the airport <laughs> because Kohaku can't. Kohaku got frustrated that they ran into 10 red lights in a row and just started taking lefts or rights. Yeah, she took the same turn every time she saw um, them. And they ended up at the airport. Uh, Hisui is, cor- is objectively correct in this case that uh, Kohaku got them lost. It's uh, funny, that the the like little scene set up where they have a little car parked in front of an uh-huh. airplane. Kohaku's broom is on top. Kohaku's broom is on top. She looks kind of worried, and Hisui is staring at a map. Uh-huh. It's, uh, Rise shows up. 
And he's like, I can feel the the suspicious and like malevolence from over here. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> I wasn't like tasked with this. I just don't trust you. Um they run into Akiha next. I think she uh, Akiha killed Dust off screen is what happened. Yes. Um Kaku's like, yeah, the the this weird magic stuff is making Shiki feel weird, but making you feel too comfortable. <laughs> uh-huh. Um <laughs> Kaku accuses her of killing people and she's like, not yet, I didn't. Uh yep. Uh, we get Vermilion Akiha, and... She says, Vermilion Akiha says, I'm going to tear your bodies and your paid vacation <laughs> shreds. And Kohaku says, no, Akiha, Akiha-sama, you've never let us use our paid vacation. <laughs> um, turns out that... Akiha's a bad boss, I get the feeling. Yeah! I'm starting, you know, I'm starting to get the feeling she's not a very good employer. Kohaku, uh... Already knocked out Shiki. He's sleeping at home. Um, uh, and he's like, okay, why didn't... If if we knew that Akiha was the problem, why didn't we just come here? Mm-hmm. Why yeah, didn't why we stop didn't her stop first? Her, yeah. uh, there's maids win. Uh, they're clinging to Shiki. Yay. Uh, Kaku loves to toy with Akiha. Um, and Shiki's like, well, it all worked out in the end. It's all all's well that ends well. Uh, and the three of them plot to stop Akiha from killing them when she wakes up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Roa time. Yeah. Roa. You almost feel bad for the guy. Almost. No. It's, we're gonna, we got another great bit of him being absolutely dunked <laughs> on later. Uh, but here he's played pretty straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and by that, I mean he kills his way through the cast. Mm-hmm. Ro is like, I should not be alive. Uh, that's kind of freaky, but you know, gonna make do with what I got. He fights Shiki, uh, after having killed Len already, but he's like, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You can just resurrect her with magic. I, her head is still intact. <laughs> Pretty rough. Uh, he kills Shiki, goes to fight Ciel. Ciel's like, I'm gonna kill you for that. And he's like, you're a huge bummer, Ciel. You've turned so boring. You, you're naive now. And she's like, well, good thing you killed the root of my naivety, so now I can kill you without remorse. Hell yeah. He kills CL. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. Um, and then uh, Ark shows up and is like, okay, well, you've killed both of my love interests. I'm going to tear you to pieces. Roa gets like a little monologue where he's like, this isn't the Arcoid that I fell in love with. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it is. The like- emotions and the feelings and shit. It- I think what he's the specific thing that I like about what he said is he's like the Arcoid who cares for humanity isn't what I'm searching for. Yes. He kills her. Mm-hmm. Uh oh wait, she this is an interesting bit. She turns into Red Arc, but isn't labeled Red Arc because the bit is that Red Arc is the arc that has lost Shiki. He wins. But of course that just means that archetype Earth wakes up. And he's like, now this is it. Oh, I'm horny as hell. Kill me, baby. And she does. Uh-huh. That's the ending. Tatari Sion. Oh, you get a good one. Vampire Sion is here. Um, Yeah. She, much like the first, I guess this is also a replay thing. Because um, she has tonight before she's done transforming. It's funny that her outfit changes. 
Yes. Uh, she's ready to become Tatari. Um, she finds a creepy cave with Roa in it. There's um, a kind of big cavern underneath the school where yeah, Dust has set up. Where where he lived. Yeah, but like they talk about it like it it's was a new under thing. the school, right? There was there was something under the school that Roa was living in. Yes. Yeah. However, everyone who sees it is like, "Whoa! Didn't know there was a big cave." It's like. It's like if instead of a little place that Roa was hiding out, the cavern of the Holy Grail, the Greater Grail, was under the school. Mm. It does feel like it's kind of been renovated a little. Uh-huh. Like it was a little room and now it's a I th- giant also cavern. Think, I do also kind of think Where that all the, the cats live. Wait, no. It's separate, separate from the cats because the cats live under the mansion. Do they? Yes. Yes, no, in, they in, have a they have a, the like archive. A, they have like a magical doorway into the mansion. Okay. Well, they live in fucking magic land. I yes. think that I think that I the cavern is also the entrance to Great Cat Village. I'm not sure about that. But I also think the the background with the like floating orb and then dust thing, I think that's in the shrine tower again. Yes. How do they get back there from the it seems like people go into the cave for a while I thought the cave was where dust was, but no, it's gonna no. be on the tower again. Yeah. I think the, the, the ominous shrine like, tower is so funny. They like Still. go into the orb in the middle of that background. Yes. And that's where dust is. Yes. Which is like somehow Egypt. No, it's not Egypt. It's the end of the world. Everything is turned to dust. It's the Atlas Institute. Hmm. I think that that's what that is supposed to be. Hmm. Which is in Egypt interesting we know well according to grand order egypt can kind of just be wherever you want it to be um uh yeah so can camelot um what why is why is sion confused oh right 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 sion is like hey okay why are you here uh and ro is like why are you asking me anything? You're the one who's like at the root of all of this. Um, he, Roa wants to become Tatari. Uh, he gets defeated. Yes. Zepia, um, who's like, <laughs> yes, you're almost a vampire. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Let's see. Yep. Uh, this is the bit where we get the like, oh, the blood that you drank is what is doing all of this. Um, uh yeah and then she defeats zepia zepia loves to talk and we haven't said this yet zepia loves to talk in like play metaphors we mentioned this uh in the first melty blood and i thought it was cringe then and i think it's no better now yeah thankfully he's not in very many of these the like playwright thing is so so overdone you know what Mm. i mean it's kind of hard to care about it at all and like he doesn't have any kind of like He's got like um stock character flair, you know what I mean? He doesn't have like real flair. Mhm. That makes sense. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's the guy who dresses like a vampire and talks about being a like director of a play. Yes. He's not weird enough yeah. to like have anything fun happening with that. Yeah. You have to get real weird to get fun with a guy who like talks like he's directing people like a play. Uh Dust is bummed that Sion is suffering. Sion is like, (laughs) 
you, this isn't this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> mm-hmm. This was a mistake. Uh, let's see. Yes. Okay. Yeah, this bit's a little uh, is a lot to unpack. Dust. Oh, yes. There's a yeah. I guess we haven't done normal Sions yet, but dust is like a simulation of a future version of yeah Sion or a past version of Sion who became or who, who didn't become Tatari. No, or, she never left the Atlas Institute. She stayed yeah. there and be, like took on her role as leader. She never went on the expedition with right, the, yeah. the church. And continued her research, realized that the world was ending, and uh, this was her solution. Yes. Um. So yes, this is yes. Uh Tatari Sion is like, ha ha ha. Yes, finally, I get to I get to uh channel my self hatred into beating myself up. Yes. Um. And right, the end of this is incredible. Uh, Tatari Sion, uh, is bathing in the blood of the world because. She defeated Dust and then went through with it and destroyed the world. Yeah, but not for, like, saving people. No. Just for, like, kind of... Just for having fun. Just for for killing people purposes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, shout out. Great CG. Great CG. (laughs) fucking naked in a pool of blood. This is, like... This is one of the more... Women posting their Ws, you know? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Melty Blood has not lost the Iroge spirit is for better or worse and worse uh-huh. but um yeah lens my turn yep len <laughs> spoilers but this one's important <laughs> not important but len is the one who notices something's wrong this time he's, he's mm-hmm. like what's that lassie <laughs> you mean stuck in a well <laughs> okay go go get him lassie um kohaku tries to stop her for some reason uh the mansion crew hates cats that's that's the only reason that they need peace likes cats kohaku and akiha don't peace we sometimes likes cats this is a funny bit where it's like um you often get pe- like cat girls who have an affection for cats because they're also cats right mm-hmm. but uh akiha and kohaku are both cat coded in the way that cats fucking hate to be around other cats sometimes mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think that's funny um anyway she finds shiki and he's like trying to the the bit with len just not speaking at all is very funny because mm-hmm. everyone's just like i couldn't even begin to guess what your motivations are you little thing she's a cat ben <laughs> she beats up shiki for some reason uh and then uh she bumps into chaos and he's like oh i get it you're protecting your master that's i guess mm-hmm. why she was mad at shiki for putting himself in danger yeah she beats him up and then gets to fight dust <laughs> yep dust is like why are you here okay it's fine i'll beat you too and then we get her uh cg of her napping and uh kohaku gives her a slice of delicious cake. looking strawberry shortcake strawberry shortcake for when she wakes up I want strawberry shortcake. I don't think that strawberry shortcake would be good for a cat, but Len, Len is Len a has a human case. form. She could probably. Can she even digest food, or does it just kind of get d- absorbed? What do you mean? Well, she's like a shapeshifter, right? Does she need food? No. No, probably just magic. Yeah. Or no. Or yes, I would bet that if you asked Nasu today, he would say. It's like 
uh, saber. She can get some like mm-hmm. magical energy from food. Yes, but... yes. If I get to ask uh, Nasu any one question about anything he's ever done, it would be, so why does Len like sweets? <laughs> that would be a very funny way to use that question. Not the... No, no, I'm not making fun of you. I'm okay. saying theoretically. Okay. It would just it, the idea of like getting a question from Nasu and and using it on like a question about Len is so funny. Uh Red Arcoid is in a bad mood. Um <laughs> she's hungry. She's going to go kill some people for fun and nothing can stop her. Mm-hmm. Um Ciel's here and is like god damn it. Ciel wouldn't say god damn it. Sal would say, gosh, wouldn't take darn it. Lord's name in vain. <laughs> um, I can't believe that your vampire side was able to manifest and tries to fight her. Um, Red Ark says that she likes Ciel. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. The bit is that she so. says that the reason that she, she likes Ciel is that Ciel is the only person who really, truly hates her. Mm. That's funny. Um... Uh, Rise is next. Uh, and both, <laughs> uh, Rise is like, oh, wow, we're both like, uh, barely real, huh? Well, anyway, let's fight. Uh, Red Ark fights Dust. Um, Dust is like, hey, one sec. We both want to destroy humanity. We could team up. And Ark is like, you want to, ex- uh, sorry. Yeah. I want to exterminate humanity. You want to annihilate the world. Uh, you don't want to, like, kill people. I just want to kill people for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you're mostly human. I'll kill you. Uh, Ark wins. Um, yeah, there's a... Uh, she's having a great time. She's laughing it up. CG. Big fang. I like how gross her mouth is. Yes. <laughs> Every time that we see Red Ark. Like, it looks almost out. like... like uh, not not in terms of there being rows of teeth, but um, it looks like shark teeth almost yeah. uh-huh. of the the same vibe of like oh that's not a oh that's that's gross uh huh bad um yep she says the dust plan has been tried before and it's a bit cliche uh, and she's pumped that she only got to kill fourteen people mm-hmm. and almost all of them were fakes or copies mm-hmm. at least it's kind of romantic to vanish into the sunrise. She's right. Yeah. Yumi Zuka or Yumi Duka. Oh, yes. Yes. Wait. Yumi-duka. Should we do her after Rise and Sion? Hmm. We can end with. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I was excited or, to get to do Yumi Zuka. But... You, you, you can do her when we get there. We, okay. we should just do her alongside those two. Gotcha. Because. So let's see. Uh, I think we're on to Neko's. Are we? Chaos, um, Chaos fights dust. Oh, right. <laughs> Nero Chaos. Okay, you're right, Ben. There's no rhyme or reason as to who is part of the, like, actually fighting dust versus who just gets shoved off into fantasy la-la land. The Chaos Roa fight is very funny because uh, we get Chaos being like, oh, my old friend. And Roa's like, sup, dude? Good to see you. <laughs> Chaos's response is, 
The archangels have fallen such a long way. I didn't think the day would come where you'd call me dude. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, oh, I see. This is this all makes sense. We're both losing ourselves in different ways. Every time you reincarnate, your personality gets fuzzier as it's subsumed by all of these like 20-year-olds that you've become who uh-huh. then get murdered. And I am turning into a puddle. <laughs> it's really funny. This is uh, this also has boys love energy. Yeah, they flirt a little bit. Anyway, they fight. Chaos wins. Chaos go. Uh, Chaos has beaten everyone and goes to uh, kill the person who summoned him because all of the evil people love to do this. Re- Rise is like, "Hey, get out of here!" He's like, "No." She's like, "Okay, let's fight." And she loses. Now it's Chaos versus Dust. Oh, and then he wins that, and then the very end, the CG is him uh, getting ki- killed uh, by CL, by powered yeah. CL. It feels like the my read, at least, is that he intentionally kills himself at CL's hands. But yeah, he's like, I don't want to just like peacefully vanish into the sunset or whatever. I want to get murdered. Yeah. So he attacks CL. I love this bit where he's like, "I'll see you in hell, CL," and she's like, "I'll fucking be there." <laughs> Give me a tour. <laughs> um, okay. Do we want to do goofy ones now? Uh, so that we can end on yeah. a good note and not uh whatever the heck we're about to talk about. Um where I guess we'll start with Tono Akiha 2, right? Sure. Fuck, I don't know. Akiha's home from school because Kahaku called her for help with a Neko Arc infestation. Um there are cats everywhere in the garden. She finds uh, Kahaku on all fours with her broom between her legs to act as a tail. It is wagging. Um, uh, it does have cat ears. Which is really is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a special sprite for Nekoark getting stepped on by a Kiha. Um, <laughs> Nekoark says step on me harder. She's so real for that one. <laughs> Um, let's see. White Len is next. Uh, she's like, well, I was just trying to cheer everyone up because there aren't enough cats around. And, uh, uh, unfortunately, Akiha hates cats. And so she beats up White Len. Um, wait, White Len is trying to, oh, right. Right. White Len is trying to take over, I guess. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Akiha is hanging out with her friends, Seo and Unvoiced. Oh, what are their names? I know that uh, I know that her butch friend is named Tsukihime. Ben is looking. I'm just sitting here going like... Because I don't remember. Ha. Ah. Uh, Hanae. Hanapin. Hanapin. Is the, is the goofy one. And Soka is the Soka. butch. Right. Soka yes. and Hanapin. Um, it turns out that Akiha was trying to tell a spooky story. And none of the three of them are like, are even trying to, to sell that they were scared. Uh-huh. They're all like, 
Uh, this is we weren't asking for like an adventure story, uh-huh. but that was like well told, I guess. Um, Akiha hates cats so much that this was a terrifying. Nothing worse than the lawn being full. full. Uh, and she tries to invite. She puts Sao the moves on Sao. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, Sao, why don't you come over to my house sometime? I'll show you around." Sao's like, "Oh yeah, will she keep you there?" And Akiha's like, "Yeah, he'll definitely be there." And in her head, she's like, "He won't be there." <laughs> Shiki won't be able to protect you from me. <laughs> um, I do like the version of Akiha whose uh, horror sense is too realistic from yes. Kagatsu Toya. One of the best bits in Kagatsu Toya is going to Akiha's class's um, haunted house. And Shiki's like, everyone's just kind of uncomfortably trudging through it because <laughs> it's uh-huh. too real. But uh, I was very happy to see uh, Hanapin and uh, Soka again. Yeah, Soka looks e- looks uh even butcher than usual. Yeah, rice rice beef rice beef. I have completely lost how you're supposed to rise. Just call it rise 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 bife. There we My go. turn. Yes, rise bife. Nekoark's here. Ne- rise bife too. Sorry. Sorry, I gotta get to it. Um. We're still in Nekoark land. She's being brainwashed by Nekoark. Nekoark isn't good at this, so she has to resort to just lying, <laughs> which is much more effective on Rise by. Uh, she's trying to def- Nekoark is trying to defeat Rise. Yeah. Uh, because she uh, cuddles too aggressively with the Nekoarks. This, this is, is a, a reoccurring, reoccurring bit uh, that uh, Rise loves the uh what is the translation uh ugly cue yes it's like kimo kawaii um yeah, of yeah. the neko arcs yeah, yeah, yeah to the extent that apparently she violently cuddles them yes uh so in an attempt to stop uh rise she gets rise to help them deal with a stalker um they talk about her shield for a little bit uh and also how hot she is yes there's a sp- she has a special resonance with her shield then. Yeah. Only someone who resonates with it can uh mm-hmm. can uh wield it, which yeah. is why she practices music so much. And being smoking hot is just a bonus. Yes. <laughs> uh she goes to the Tono Mansion or she comes out the door in the Tono Mansion. Uh fights Hisui. Um Rise mentions that she loves working because uh, she doesn't have to think for herself while she's doing a job for someone else. Mm-hmm. It's funny. She fights uh, against Powered CL. <clears throat> uh, Nekoark talks about trying to infect other characters with the like uh, com- comic relief uh, virus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We'll get more on that in a, in a bit. Rise tells CL that she's never going to get laid if she doesn't lighten up a little. <laughs> Then uh, Nekoark reveals that the real person she's trying to take down is Rise herself. Uh, Nekoark gets bigger, which unfortunately just makes Rise want wants to hold and pet her even more. Uh, <laughs> now, this is a mechanical thing that we have not talked about that is pretty, like, the thing that is known about this game, right, is that there's a lot of characters, but each character has multiple move sets you can switch to. Yes. Not during play, right? You no. pick one during yes. at the start. But they're pretty different. They're like... In some cases, they're like completely different characters, is how I've heard it described. Yeah, I think that they play di- very differently. Um, 
one of them is very guard focused mm. um and which is true of every character like they have a guard mode yes um i think the it's like the i the, played Sion, it was like half moon crescent moon full moon style is yes. that right so i played Sion and it was like single hit combo based and guard interesting based um and it does change like what command inputs you can do that's kind of fun um which is interesting yeah and now, yes the bit here is that uh neko arc forcibly changes uh her move set uh, rises move uh in an attempt to make her weak by switching her to a move set she's not used to but uh accidentally switches her to her boss move set eclipse style <laughs> And uh, Rise hits her so hard that Nekoark is blasted into space and is like, ah, oh, shit, they're reusing this CG again. We get this CG so much. Yes. Uh... Miyako time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she got a Neko, Neko newspaper declaring war on humans and Miyako specifically. Um... She's going to go beat up Yumizuka. Um, There's a bit where Yumizuka's like, hey, kid, you should not be here. It's dangerous. I, I know firsthand what happens when kids uh, wander out in, at night <laughs> into strange places. Maybe go home. Uh, unfortunately, or, or fortunately, I guess, Miyako just beats her up and moves on. Yeah, finds... Miyako thinks she's related to the cats because the cats... Uh, uh, sometimes set up in her warehouse. Yes. Uh, Miyako finds Neko Arc. Neko antics ensue. The battle rages. Uh, um, <laughs> right. Mechahiswi is summoned. Um, Neko also Neko Arc also has a step being stepped on by Mechahiswi portrait. It's also used for regular Hiswi because her legs look the yes. same. But but yes. Um. Yeah, uh, Miyako becomes the leader of the cats and teaches them kung fu. Mm, she teaches them kung fu, and then they uh, stop talking to her because they're gonna rise up again. Okay. Anyway, they were playing nice. It's not very good. No. It's not much interesting stuff going on with Miyako. Um, are we? Mekahisui and Kahaku. Kahaku hates cats. Mm-hmm. This this one is you. I just want oh. the... Uh yeah, Kohaku grabs a Mechahisui so that she can use the her self-destruct core to blow up the cat village once and for all. Um Rise is here helping the cats. Uh there is a funny bit where Kohaku refers to her as a different fruit every single time. Kohaku and Neko are right. They swap back and forth calling her different fruits. Yes. Uh, I think they just know that she's fruity. <laughs> I okay. I was so confused as to why Kahaku called her strawberry parfait mm -hmm. until Nekoark said raspberry something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, the joke starts at your name start sounds like raspberry and then morphed into uh -huh. we call you a bunch of different <clears throat> uh fruit mm -hmm. food names. Um not to beat a dead joke to horse <laughs> i hate to beat a dead horse to joke nanako uh resident dead horse <laughs> okay 
they fight Nekawark. Uh It is very funny that Mechahisui's timer uh, after she ex- uh, executes her self-destruction <laughs> three, is three seconds. seconds. And it's also funny that they then have a two-minute long conversation <laughs> before it blows up. Yeah. They're on JoJo time. Um, also funny that Hisui, it is a self-destruct bomb, but Hisui can eject it at <laughs> any time and then walk away from it. Or fly away, as, as the case may be. Kako uh, has a jet broom. Yes, we know we know this from her move set. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Flies. Um, but yes, she tries to fly to safety, but she goes too high and ends up in the space debris. Neko arc, uh, CJ. Though mm-hmm. so they don't add her to the CJ, it's just Neko arc again. Yeah. And presumably she dies. Meki Hisui and Neko arc can, for whatever reason, survive outside of uh, the atmosphere. I don't believe that Kahaku has developed the ability to breathe in space. Probably not. I do like that Neko Arc is like, why are you so focused on fighting me when you should be defeating Akiha? And she's like, oh, Akiha is my life's work, so I want to put more love into it. This is just to pass the time, basically. (laughs) This is like, this is both funny and also very much like Nasu's, uh, once you've kind of completed your, once you've completed your goal... You have to find another one mm-hmm. or simply die. Mm-hmm. Um, that there are no other options. Okay. Before we get into the good routes, I saved Ben from the four from four of the Neko routes. I should have ask you for this. You know that thing that meme about how Shiki will run into traffic to save women. Shiro. Shiro. Shiro will run into traffic to save women, even though no one asked him to, and there was no women to save. Okay, there was in this case a Ben to save. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, this is really I was so tired last night and I, my head hurt so much. Uh-huh. And I looked and I saw we had an hour left. <laughs> and I was like, "We Ben, this is our fault. We, we put this off for stop. so long." Yeah. Neither of us wanted to do this. I had a pretty um, decent time. Yeah. Some of it. I think I would have had a better time spacing them out. Yes. But even so, like, I'm having fun talking with Ben. I hope that you, dear listener, have had fun listening to us. Um, Nekoark Chaos. He's complaining about his life being empty, lacking a reason to live. The show he likes is ending. Uh, luckily for him, anime keeps coming out, and there's a spring lineup right around the corner. So he he realizes he does have a, a reason to live. Um, he's He's so real for this. He he has to clear off space on his hard drive and wants income, so he's going to go steal stuff from Dr. Amber. And then Mechahisui shows up to execute him. Next up is Shiki. Uh, uh, this be- thus begins uh, the Neko arcs uh, of all stripes complimenting Shiki's glasses. <laughs> um... He's like, hey, really nice glasses. How many friends do you have? And can I recruit you? <laughs> that, that might work on me. <laughs> uh, Shiki's having none of it. Um, Yumizuka dropped out of school because of the whole chaos eating the hotel thing. <laughs> because she definitely died in the hotel. But because she's still... She didn't die. Wait, did she not? No, she got ambushed by Roa. In the nearside routes, she dies in the hotel. Oh, does she? 
I think so. I don't know that that's canon. I think just Roa kills her. She's, she gets turned into a vampire by Roa. Yes, no, I know. But doesn't, isn't there a thing about, oh, she was like attending a, a dinner, a birthday dinner or something? I don't remember that at all. Huh. Maybe you're right. I don't know. This, but, is, this is definitely a joke about, oh, she was killed in the hotel, but since she's still alive, Shiki is saying, oh, she, she dropped out because huh. she's still alive, but the hotel thing still happened. That's interesting. I guess I always assumed that the difference was that uh, when Roa was more uh, conscious, he figured out that she was transforming and put her down. And that the the uh, it was just assumed she got caught up in the hotel. No, because hmm. yeah, I I I don't know that I always read. Th- I think that there's something in Kagetsu Toya or Plus Disc that like really points at no, she was in the hotel when chaos ate. Whose birthday does or does not happen? <laughs> uh well, chaos just doesn't exist in the far side routes. Oh, I guess he doesn't ever do that. Interesting. Um. Uh, yep. Um. Neko Chaos gets into Doctor's. The Doctor's Kingdom, and there's normal. Uh. Um. Neko arc. Inanity ensues. Uh. Kaharu. Kohaku is here and is surprised that G666 didn't kill Chaos. Um. Uh, there's a good line. Um, I was born in, uh, yeah, Asakusa. My age unknown. My heart hopes long lost. I ride a beautiful. I ride beautifully on a surfboard over the stormy waves of the world that approaches. Um, says Neko Chaos. Uh, he. Let's see. His it's ending even harder to understand just when he's talking than regular Neko arc. Yes. Um, his ending makes it sound he's like oh was i not supposed to to uh to defeat kohaku uh would i've gotten a bad en- or a good end if i lost to her um and so he ends up in space somehow um i don't think that there's a good end if you lose to her mm-hmm. not one that i found uh and i did not have time to go through his route and try to lose to her um Neko arc, normal, mm-hmm. vanilla. Uh, she just got back to Earth. She's mad that there's not a, a movie with her as the star. Mm-hmm. Um, this is her wanting to be in Tiger Dojo the movie. She says, I'm going to go, I'm going to, it sounds, what she says is, I think I should be punished for robbing things. And so I'm going to go like beat up a bunch of people so that maybe they'll win against me. What? To set a good example for children? Children? Yes, it is definitely children. Uh Kohaku is her first fight or next fight. Um She shows up in the mansion. Both Kohaku and Akiha are are upset. And no one no one, including Neko Arc, knows how she got into the mansion. <laughs> um uh kaku's like ha 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 yes i will beat neko arc and then use this as an excuse to destroy the earth because it's infested with cats uh next up is shiki uh neko arc also compliments shiki's glasses 
Uh, she wants his glasses to advance her acting career. Is that why she has glasses in a lot of her sprites? Maybe. She has like a wine glass and glasses. Oh, yeah. Uh, Necoarch v. Necoarch is next. <laughs> the uh, enemy Necoarch calls the cops and the the protagonist Necoarch is like, you're shady too. <laughs> why would you do that? Um, Ryogi is here dragged into hell uh Wait, yogi shiki shows up in that room yep. oh. yogi shiki is the final i guess um, she has a cat too huh um she just wants to know who neko arc is and neko arc is really adamant that uh ryogi shiki not find out or stop asking uh and then ben it turns out it was all a dream <laughs> neko arc wakes up in space and is like oh damn neko arc too more Necoarch. Oh, yay, more. Uh, she's on a table being experimented on by uh, Dr. Dr. Amber and uh, Mecha Hiswi. Uh, they're trying to exterminate Necoarch, but no matter how much damage she takes, she lives on. Um, next up, White Len. There's a unique sprite sprites of White Len Atakatatsu with a bunch of food on the ground and Len going like, and Len is like, ah, there's nothing better than hot pot in the, in the, in the snow. Um, I was, I was able to much bigger than your smoky. (laughs) I was able to gather lots of high quality seafood from the memories of people in Hokkaido. (laughs) Uh, says Len, uh, Nekoark is here to eat the crab. Nekoark doesn't understand how to eat crab. She's eating it shell and all. Ooh. There's a bit later where she's like, I'm bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Len, Sorry, that one actually got me. Um, the way he said it was a big contributor to it, but that's actually a funny joke. Yeah. Um, Nekoark eats all of Len's crab, um, despite not liking it. <laughs> she's like, why? <laughs> She just keeps munching away at it as she's like, King of Foods? No, it's not. <laughs> like, uh, Rise is next. Uh, she wants to catnap Nekoark. Surprise, surprise. Um, Nekoark warns that she's a serious character, and if she hangs out around Neko too much, she'll be added to the Back Alley Alliance. Rise responds that she wants to be part of the Back Alley Alliance and that she's not actually a serious character. It's a it's a misunderstanding that everyone around her keeps making. Uh, I think the final boss is Miyako. Uh, while Nekoark was wandering around, Miyako took over the kingdom. This is where I thought why I thought uh, Miyako was the leader of the cats is because here she takes over the kingdom. Um, Nekoark's like, wow, my my elite Nekoark guard, they all got defeated. And uh, Miyako's like, no, I trained a lot and I showed up and they all just gave up and said, only punch the leader, please. Um, the end, 2201 AD, Asia. Three children dig up Nekoark with a revive me written on her t-shirt. <laughs> I've seen this picture before. Um, there was a yeah, there's also a bit about how um, the god who saved the world crashed there. And so, uh. yeah. Mechahiswi and Nekoark, they're a team up. They're a team up? Why um, are they a team up? 
Mega Yisui was tasked with guarding the GCV, or Great Cat Village. But since there are no enemies, she's going to go do something else, like gather combat data. Neko Arc was trying to vibe under the Kotatsu, but Mecha Hitsui threatens her with death if she doesn't get ready to go. Uh, so, Neko Arc, um, there's a, there's, uh, in another custom Neko Arc sprite, there's a sprite of Neko Arc being electrocuted <laughs> by, by Mecha Hitsui. Um, Rise shows up, um, she's feral for Neko Arc because of the ugly cute nature of Neko Arc. Um I would yeah, I guess it's true. Hmm. It's really we've become bitter and anti Neko Arc over the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. really have. Um there's something different about this Mekahisui apparently. An evil spirit resides in her. Hmm. Um uh Ryze views and also uh Ryze views Mekahisui as her rival in in Cat uh affection uh next up is powered cl she's gonna punish them for possession of arms and public indecency necker uh arc responds that she is carrying around a giant gun um cl responds there just happens to be a bayonet affixed to this book uh also uh we found out that rise you need uh uh resonance with that weapon to wield it CL says, no, you just need strong arms. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Kahaku and Mekahisui are the final boss. Um, uh, Kahaku it says that she is here to kill Nekoark and retrieve missing number 404. Uh, 404 responds that she is going to carry out the doctor's ideals and auto-made in each household <laughs> through, through her own decisions. Um, they fight uh yes uh basically uh the neko arc and mechahisui want to capture kohaku to help make more mechahisuis mm-hmm. so that every household can have an auto made and Ka- kohaku i don't know why i keep wanting to say koharu uh kohaku uh wants to retrieve the defective quote-unquote defective robot mm-hmm. uh the mechahisui that kohaku brought along chooses to sit it out <laughs> remain neutral in the end uh mechahisui summoned the like i don't remember what it's called uh super ultra mechahisui or something to cleanse the great cat village and eradicate all of the neko arcs there is a there's a ghisui no good um that is all of the goofy routes that i took notes on so that uh i should have done more of these honestly although and yeah, we should have gone back and forth and we could have, yeah. Hey. But uh, do you want to talk about the good routes? What order do the we want to do these ones? Um, Sion feels like a true end or a good end. Rice be, uh, feels like a, a, a good end. And Yumizuka also feels like a good end to me. So do we want to do Sion, Rise, Yumizuka? Sure. Okay. We could, or we could do. Do you want to do the true end first or last? Yeah. The one that feels like a true. I feel like we usually do true first, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Okay. I think Yumizuka is a good place to leave off. Yeah. Let me see. Rice. Rice by... Okay. Wait, where? 
Rise by that's page fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, I don't have pages. Oh, uh, if you scroll, I'm. Oh yeah, wait. There's okay. Yes, there we are. Rise Bafe has been brought back to life-ish. Uh, she's serving Zepia, or she thinks she's serving Zepia at this point. Uh, we she's a weeb. <laughs> okay, okay, we get a few things. One, her holy shield is named Gam- Gamaliel. Gamaliel. Do we? Okay, I think we said just to reiterate. Uh, before fights, it looks like she's holding a cello on her back. She has like a instrument case for. Yes, it, which is very cool. Um, but yes, it is, it is like a, it is, it's like the shell of a cello. Yeah. It's not dense, thick enough to actually be a musical instrument, but, uh, it works like a musical instrument and it's yeah. magic and uh-huh. she uses it to kill vampires. Uh huh. I guess it kind of looks like, like an electric cello. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the- she shows up at the airport, I think, and she's like, yeah. wow, Japan. I don't think she remembers for a little bit that she's no. not. Uh, normal. She thinks she's been sent by the church for a second yeah. or something. Anyway, anyway, anyway. She's like, wow, Japan. I've always wanted to go to Japan. Uh, and she's like, I guess I gotta go kill some vampires, but I don't know where any of those are. Uh, she bumps into Nanaya and is like, whoa, okay, that's pretty fucked up. Uh, he says some horny shit at her and it's like, I can't tell if you're a man or a woman, but either way, it's pretty hot. <laughs> I'm gonna fight you. She's not that. She's like a little androgynous, but but uh, but again, it's mostly just that she's wearing pants under her yeah, like skirt yeah. coat thing. That's a great look. It's a great look. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to take away her uh, androgynous swag or whatever. But yeah. anyway, she fades him. Then later on, she bumps into Ciel, who gives her a bunch of titles. She calls her the musician of law and a bunch of other cool, cool. shit. She says something about a cardinal named Jess Barn, who she works for. I don't think we've ever heard that name before. Oh. They both they both wield Dracul anchors? Yeah, they say something about the, them being users of Dracul anchors, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, at this point, Rise has not figured out that she's the problem. Because she's like, Ciel, how could you be working for the villains? And she, Ciel's like, you have some things to work out. Also, CL saved her, apparently? Yeah, something like that. Anyway. She takes a brief dip into the cat village, but instead of uh, falling in love with them, she goes into kill mode and slaughters them. Mm -hmm. Then she makes it back to Zepia and is like, oh, I'm dead. (laughs) I forgot about that. And he explains that uh, he devoured her along with the shield. Big mistake. And the shield protected her soul. That's how she's yes. coherent still. Um, she beats him and then figures out that dust is the actual problem. Uh, oh, yeah. And she's like, Zepia, you're not the final boss. He's like, no, I got to be the final boss. She's like, you're not. And he's like, oh, bummer. And then she beats him and then it's on to dust. Yes. Um, um, right. Zepia says that uh, he spit her out because of uh, indigestion, basically, because he couldn't break her down. Mm-hmm. She's like, actually, dust is the real problem. And the thing, the reason she spit me out is because she was afraid to have me too close. Yes. Well, and the reason that dust did all of this 
Mm-hmm. Two reasons. Yes. First, cure her own vampirism. Mm-hmm. Second, bring her girlfriend back to life. Philosopher's stones can cure death and vampirism. That's so. It's so good mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, it's a great. Uh, this is the one person for whom uh she is say- trying to save the world, yeah. according to CL, I suppose. Uh. Right, I forgot that I didn't note down all of Dust's, uh, D- the Dust of Osiris's like titles that she calls herself. She says she's like a bird of Hades, and her body is the Hermes calculator, something like that. A lot of varied gods, yeah, associated. Um, the bit, the bit that they do say is that she's like basically trying to become a god of the underworld by killing everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also anyway. that she can bring her girlfriend back to yes. life. Rise is like you brought the reason that you gave me independent will and power was because you kind of want to be stopped also because you're still CM. They do a back and forth and then they fight and then we get a great a great CG of Rise uh stabbing dust through the chest. Uh, as Dust is back to being Sion again. I'm sorry, Sion, to have pierced your body a second time. Dust, ah, uh, your stake is stuck in me. <laughs> oh, and they disappear together. Yeah, they both die. Because, yeah, Dust is the thing keeping Rise alive. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yes, yes, yes. Dust, uh, Dust, having returned to like her coherence as Sion, uh, passes away and Rise is like, oh, I'm following right after you. We'll be. I hope we're reunited on the other side. It's very romantic. Yeah. Speaking of romantic, Sion. Sion time. Sion time. Your turn. Oh yeah. Sion is uh immediately realizes. Oh yeah, this is a reenactment of a year ago. Um, Shiki and everyone else probably doesn't realize that so i'm not gonna meet up with shiki i'm gonna go do my own thing um wait does she see a vision of the forest rise beef died in yeah oh right when she fights sepia yeah that's her that's the background right um uh uh Zepia's like hey are you really sion she's like my dude you're the fake um then Rise is next. Uh, oh, this is this is a great fight because Rise is like, okay, uh, I'm going to make you... I know what the, what is up. You know what is up. I'm going to make <laughs> you say <laughs> what is happening, um, which is that uh, Rise has been re- resurrected by Dust to be her guardian. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, Therefore, Sion is going to have to fight her if he <laughs> wants to go any farther. Uh, for basically everyone, Rise is like, yeah, if you leave, I won't fight you. Mm-hmm. But it's a fighting game. So, of course, everyone is like, well, uh-huh. but I, I'm i not leaving. I'm going to fight you anyway. Um, let's see. Uh, yep. Dust. I will pierce your body with all of my might. <laughs> yeah, she <sighs> will. <laughs> Um, Dust of Osiris. Uh, this girl. Oh, right. Yeah, Osiris this is the first route that we did. Yeah, so I was still yes. piecing together the. Um, part. it's like, hey, you're dying. Um. Uh, R- 
Right. Yeah. There's a discussion about which one of them is vampire and which is human. Mm-hmm. Um, dust is computer. Uh, um, oh, yeah. There's something about like Sion's Black Barrel replica not working there. I don't know why. I always forget that Sion has a Black Barrel until it comes up uh-huh. ever since we read notes it's so funny anytime <laughs> anyone has a black barrel um anyway sion wins the important part of the the most important part of this route there's some good stuff before this the most important part of this route is sion romantically cradling rise beef holding her hand wife, too um and saying like oh i've loaded i've basically loaded you as software onto the hardware that is my mind and so I'm dedicating half of my processing power to keeping you alive. Uh, so you're not going to go anywhere. Don't you dare. You you wonderful butch you. <laughs> you stupid, stupid butch you. Uh, oh, also, hey, now that I'm running your, your software on me, you're really lazy, aren't you? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Rise is like, yeah, but it's kind of like endearing, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. She always thought Rise Bife was like, uh, this is this is like a point in Rise Bife's favor of being like, I'm not actually as serious as people think I am. I just, pe- people think I am because I look cool. Uh-huh. And so Sion's like, you are a little fuck up. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Rise is Sion. <laughs> yeah, Sion says, you are mine. That's good. Um, that's uh, cute. They talk about the future. And, it's uh, yeah, they get to be together. So it's so written as they are girlfriends. Oh yeah, it's way it's very gay. Uh, finally, but Fen, did you know that the pairing between two people is not the only option? <laughs> what if there was a third surprise? Person? Surprise for Nasu. Nasu really. Wait, yeah, he. He is pretty good at giving you at least one triad and everything. Uh-huh. Yumizuka. Yumiduka Satsuki. The Yumiduka always fucks me up. It's so funny. It's, yeah. It's pronounced Zuka. Well, but, yes, but in the, tr- I, yeah, I'm saying in, the, the, in this localization, they have turned it into Yumiduka because they don't know how to handle the, uh, it's not a Su. It's a, it's technically transliterated as Du, but it's pronounced zoo yes the same way that a zoo would be yeah this is like a little bit of weird uh weird japanese that Mm -hmm. uh doesn't always translate clean or if you don't know what you're looking for you can translate it wrong pretty easily yeah basically this This is is, this this is is why everyone should just use nihon shiki yeah there's no reason to use anything else Mm -hmm, mm because that is it's not like perfect perfect there are like there's tones and there's like vowels that you kind of swallow and don't yeah. really pronounce but it for most people looking at it if you know what vowels sound like in japanese you can just sound it out this collage too did the thing where it was um uh it was like using c instead of she yes uh-huh again miserable God, it's not seeky <laughs> it's shiki. uh-huh Okay. Yumizuka is like wakes up in, in her uh shitty rundown warehouse and is uh-huh. like oh Sion she rolls over to Sion who's presumably sleeping with her. Um Sion is gone and she's like 
she left without me to go fight evil. But I'm also a vampire of justice. That dummy Siona. I'm also a vampire. It's good when Yuzuka does it. Uh She's like, how could you leave me? The muscle of the back alley alliance (laughs) behind. Is Yuzuka the muscle? Siona is definitely the brains. Yeah, she's like, she, yeah, she's like a technical fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yumizuka is just brute strength enough to tear a person in half. Yeah. Uh, she makes her way to the big cave. Roa's there, and he's like, "Whoa, you're still around, huh?" And uh, she's like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Oh yeah, this is the vampire who turned her." So obviously, she recognizes. She's like, "Someone as pathetic and forgettable as me." <laughs> She's like, there's so many cool characters in Tsukihime. People like losers like us get forgotten out all the time, right? And he's like, no, 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 I don't want to be like this. She's like, do you want to? Hey, you look like you could use friend. Do you want to join the back alley alliance with us? He's he's having none of it. He doesn't. She keeps this up for a long time. She seems to have no. There's no. malice here she doesn't care at all she's just like hey buddy i know it's really hard to be a character nobody likes yumizuka got forgotten about for more than 20 years the funniest thing about yumizuka is that she wasn't forgotten about there was a promise that her story would be written eventually for 20 years yes that's fair she's been waiting 20 whole years for anything it's going to be like 23 or 25 by the time they actually get to it. Yeah. Um, would be so funny if there's no Yuzuka. We're four years away from 30 years of Hype Moon, I think. Wow. And we still haven't changed the intro. No, we're not going to. Will we change it for the decade? No. Anyway, she she continues dunking on him. He has like these like pathetic baby like baby girl sprites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he uses. Um, nobody likes Roa. No one likes Roa. Just Catherine. just friend of the show, Catherine. Catherine, number one Roa fan. I I was about to say I respect and support Catherine in this. I don't think I can say that for in either this of one? those. In this no. One. I don't respect or res- or support Catherine. Um, anyway, anyway, it's time for Yumizuka versus Rise. Uh, Rise is like, hey, you look you look sweet and normal. Now, many people make this mistake when looking at Yumizuka. You can just go. I I don't want to fight you. Yumizuka's like, but I have to find Sion. I Sion is my friend, and Rise is like, oh, I got to keep you away from dust. Then <laughs> you got to get out of here. But she fights anyway. Mm-hmm. She gets to dust. Uh, and she's like, whoa, Sion, you, you look different. Dust is like, rise, you bitch. You couldn't even stop this, like, freak girl? Uh, and then she, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah she does her, like, like, bit about destroying the world. And Yumizuka's like, oh, whoa, I didn't know it was like that. Uh, I was just kind of, like, looking around for my friend, but I guess it's the end of the world. Okay. Um, it, it's implied that, uh, at the end of the fight, Rise, when she beat Rise, Rise was like, go on and stop her since you're Sion's friend too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. They became friends too. Yumizuka wins and we get an incredible CG of, uh, her, Rise, and Sion, uh, her, Yumizuka, Rise, and Sion doing the Kirara jump. 
um like into like the air yeah like as like vampire strength jump um hanging out uh as a pack of illegal lesbians <laughs> um i think who is it it's uh sion is yelling at uh yumizuka yeah, for jumping too strong <laughs> yes yes sion is like uh is because she's been a vampire for longer than yumizuka uh-huh. she's trying to train yumizuka in how to safely do vampire shit without getting caught by cl uh-huh. who is the lo- local anti-lesbian cop and uh fucking rises like there too and it's like and being like oh don't be so hard on her she's so cute look at her i'm like yeah look okay. at her ben you said cl the local anti-lesbian cop and i just had a flash of cl sleeping with arcoid going i'm gonna have to report myself for this later cl is a classic classic homophobic lesbian yes um um no, this is the great. Energy, Them as a triad is so the fun. The energy of this CG is a triad. And then Yumizuka says, it's almost like Rise is our husband. Because, <laughs> like, Sion's like, why the fuck are you here, Rise? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Yumizuka's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Listen, Rise can do part-time jobs because <laughs> she can be out during the day. So she can be our breadwinner. Uh-huh. She's a, and I was like, oh yeah, Rise is the dad for their little family, and then Yumizuka's like, no, we're both married to her. <laughs> um, I think and then yeah, I think that the, this is another joke about. There's another joke here where Rise is like, I can think of a way that you could make money. Uh, maybe not. And I think that's a joke about Sion being childish, and so she can't do sex work. Oh, hmm, interesting. Uh. Which again is like, I she looks like she could be in her twenties. How old? Anyway, anyway, that doesn't matter. The important part is when Rise says, "The two of you are my type, and it's I I want to protect the two of you." I've always been weak in the knees for girls to who uh, who bravely to bravely do what they need to. to. <laughs> it's so good. Um. Yes, Back Alley Alliance is technically a like broad stand-in for all the goofball characters. It feels like at some point. I think yes, but, but this uh, game makes this it is... sound like it's just these three and White Lan apparently. <laughs> yes. Uh truly, this is this is what uh, Back Alley Alliance of my dreams. Yes, three shithead lesbians. Yeah. Um. But yes, it's very cute. Great CG. I'm glad Yumizuka's making it work. Is she still... Is everyone still lying to Shiki about her being dead so he can keep doing his, like, dramatic, like, thing (laughs) about her? Well, no. He knows that she's alive because in... In Neko Arc, Chaos's route, Mm. he says, uh, you, like, you assaulting the hotel, uh, did that thing. And then in parentheses, it's made her drop out. So he's aware that she's alive. In the first game, I think he was he was not aware of this because he had moments. Oh, right, right, right. Because she's not around in original Melty Blood. Yes. So he talks about her being dead as this like and then somber she appears thing. in React, and then she appears yeah. in React, and Sion knows that she's alive, and he doesn't fear too. Still. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. This getting this ending was like, oh yeah, this game was worth it. This yeah, it was all worth it for this. There's like. There's some good writing that I wish I was not recovering from sickness for. Um, There's a lot of fun ideas. It's just not very, like, developed but, out. Yes, this is a fighting game. This is the know? problem is that 
it it's definitely partially that it's a fighting game but also i think like original melty blood had a pretty good story it did and it's, and it's because it had like three-ish hours i don't know mm-hmm. each route was probably like an hour but that's way more time than 15 minutes mm-hmm. max uh yes. i think most of these are like five to ten mm-hmm. and you just like you can't get enough in there no um some of the ideas were, are going to be revisited mm-hmm. uh which is interesting uh but yeah this is do we have any more is this the end of tsukihime no don't say it like that is this the end of tsukihime until the remake oh one sec i'm pulling up the schedule now uh aside from like cameos and bait games yeah it's it's like uh what's the carnival phantasm carnival phantasm yeah that counts even less than melty um i do feel like Carnival satsuki what is that oh april third oh it's an april fools 2013 april fools um this is the last major tsukihime game that isn't like a, a carnival phantasm until the reading. Yeah. I'm like searching through. Oh my god, there's so much. Um Okay, yeah, there's a uh Melty Blood Back Alley Alliance Nightmare, which is Skihime Fgo Extra crossover manga. <laughs> um They didn't even do a Tsukihime cross that event in Grand Order. Uh, um I have heard from friend of the show Catherine again. That uh, this is around the time when work on Tsukihime Remake began. So, the thing that was intended was the next thing to be the Tsukihime Remake. Which and in- will not manifest until Wait, when many did- years later. Okay. Multiple to Actress again came out September 2008. And yeah, Tsukihime Remake comes out uh, August 2021. God. That's 13 years. It's about... It's approximately 13 years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting stuff. Uh, I love Tsukihime. Even though I don't know that most of this was, like, super good. Some bits of it were. I just like the Tsukihime cast so much. I miss them. Yeah. I like seeing them. I like looking at Yumizuka. This has gotten me, like... Oh yeah, you know what's good is uh is is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for remake when we get there. I gotta get back to in... that. I love Re- remake has been very fun so far, even though it's taken me very long to read it. Mm-hmm. I need to. I need to get through CCC again. Mm-hmm. Get to good stuff, and then not touch remake until we get to a pod yes i'm gonna hmm i hope that i can do remake and jp when we get there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I, every day i get closer and closer to being able to read nasu and jp mm-hmm. and the the dire state of a lot of this stuff's translation gets more and more frustrating mm-hmm. um cool that was melty blood actress that again. was melty blood wasn't so bad yeah it was a little hard to get through i think it was all at once but a lot of a lot of any issues that we had with it any most of the issues that i had with it are twofold one is that 
96% of the Neko jokes just don't land. Yeah. Um, Nasu's the- <laughs> not always great at writing gag comedy stuff. I don't yeah. think it's really his specialty. Sometimes it hits, and sometimes when it hits, it really hits, but it's, it's <laughs> a lot of... None of that straight from the bean <laughs> garbage. <laughs> But it's not really his specialty, so there's a lot more misses than you want in a gag thing. I do also wonder, yeah, there's also an element of, I wonder if some of these, I wonder if a mix of, some of these jokes are funnier in Japanese and or are like, yeah, could have been localized into better jokes. Or if they were, uh, or, if if they were less tired back when it first came out, before yeah. the big like LOL so random, uh, like boom, you know yes. what I mean? Definitely seeing a bunch of Neko arc in various places has like poisoned me on Neko arc as an existence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There should be like a tax. You have to play uh, a certain number of Tsukihime sex scenes before you're allowed to make Neko arc posts. Mm. Now you're talking. <laughs> I think you have to do a Tsukihime route, including yes. the You have to do the arc read route. Scenes. You have to do the arc yes. read route. <laughs> Get some bad ends. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Get a mid-route blowjob. Get a mid-route blowjob. <laughs> Blowjobs are still so funny. The Kiha one where she's just staring daggers at Shiki while he gets a blowjob from Kohaku is so funny. Tsukihime's <laughs> like best really game ever funny. written. <laughs> oh, we have a question. Oh, we do. We didn't ask for questions. We didn't ask for But we got one anyway. Hey, before I forget, Send them in to cryingrulesactually at gmail.com. We're doing 428 next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Send them in. Why are we doing 428? Uh, because Nasu and Takeuchi worked on it. It's as good an excuse as any. I've heard it's a good game. They wrote an entire like chapter or something of it. So I hear that's bad, but I'm not sure I believe it. We'll see. Maybe it's terrible. I It could go either way. Mm-hmm. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. Question from friend of the pod, once and future guest, Marin, our Tensai B Shoujo cat girl, Marin. She of many names. Mm-hmm. What's the question from? Who would you mean? In life or just in Melty Blood? Oh, in life. What does that mean? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that you would tell me, Ben. <laughs> Because I have no idea. <laughs> Who do you mean in real life? I mean Ben. If I'm being totally honest. Um, mm. This is really why I was like, I, Marin gave us this question. I was like, fuck, we really should have played. Because the answer for me is, if Akiha handles anything like she does in uh, Type Lumina, I'd probably play Crim- uh, Vermilion Akiha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably the answer. <sighs> However... In my heart, I want to play uh, Yumizuka, but I tried. I tried playing her a lot in uh, the original Melty Blood, and she was really hard to use. She's like a close range grappler or something mm. like that, and that's really not the style. I like being able to run around. Yes, I should have. I should have played more. <clears throat> um, my two ants, three. It's unsurprising that Yumizuka or 
Akiha are the two for me, I feel like. Rise Beef? I would like to fry her. I would like life. to fry her out. Um, I want to see her attack her animations. Yeah, her violin thing is very cool. Uh and archetype Earth because she's cool. And I just feel like, like again, this is a thing where we should have we should have blocked out like an hour to just yeah we should mess around because um, this is the multi. Because I feel like people know this yes. is the multi that people still play. Yes. Uh type Lumina. I have heard nothing good about. <laughs> um, I liked it. Yeah, we had fun. But yeah, we had like, a lot of fun. I mean, like, fighting game people, I heard a lot of people saying it was very boring. Fighting game people are freaks. Yes. I got it. Uh, Sorry. Sorry, fighting game people. You are freaks, though. Um, Archetype Earth feels like she would have a cool power set. Yeah. She is very cool. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We... Are part of the abnormal mapping network. Mm-hmm. We are uh, in M and Jackson's debt for letting hosting us and therefore uh, serving us on a platter uh, a bunch of listeners mm-hmm. who very kindly listen to this podcast. Thanks to the you. kindness that we do this podcast for you. You know the amount of work we put into this. You should listen to every episode twice for some reason. <laughs> This is the difference between me and Ben, if you didn't know it already, is me going, thank you, dear listener, for listening to us, and Ben, like, stepping on you going, yeah, listen harder, you peasant. (laughs) You get a special sprite of being stepped on by Ben. (laughs) Um... And a special special sprite of Fen petting your head. (laughs) Going, oh, thank you. Fen lap pillow. Um. Uh, I've derailed you. You've completely blanked my mind. Uh, send questions, please. Yeah. On anything that we've covered already, yeah. but mostly we're doing 428 next, so we'd love to have listener questions for that. Oh, yeah. Um, That's going to take us a couple episodes. It's going to take us a couple episodes. So, like, but if we don't start saying it now, we we're will forget. forget. Yeah. Um, if you like 428 Shibuya Scramble is that what it's called yeah uh, in a blockaded Shibuya is the title I have written down I think Shibuya, Shibuya Scramble might be the like official title huh okay uh, uh... <laughs> okay our note for why we're covering this includes contributions from Nasu and Takeuchi but tendinously tight moon but hey we need to pad this out so we can learn Japanese <laughs> so true it's coming um, along and also the next thing that we're doing is Heart of Freaks, and I want to delay that as long as possible. Oh, God, I don't want to go back to Fate Zero so soon, but at least it'll be over. And then we can, like, really put Zero to bed. Yeah, Ben, do you don't want to know what's after that? No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to open that door. Um, <laughs> my, like, my, like, chest wound is starting to hurt. <laughs> I'm going to die if I realize it. Um, where, ben, where, where can people find you on the internet? Type fennec.moe into an address bar. That'll get you somewhere. It's still the same place as last time. I'm sorry, Ben. It doesn't matter. Oh, you just like to go there. Yeah, I'm checking it out. Uh, There's an ad this time. Oh. I don't have ad block on this browser. Um, I'm all set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's the good stuff. <laughs> that sounds naughty. Spicy. <laughs> um, I may... I'm gonna I'm gonna try. This week, I'm gonna try to finally update my co-host. 
Ooh. I'm going to try to do... I keep a journal of everything that I like read and watch and stuff. I really want to read your thoughts on all this stuff. Uh, Suzu, I finished. Uh, so it will be like spoilery things of the stuff that I read and watch, but... Um, we do spoil stuff really casually on this podcast. What do you mean? When we do Yuri Tea Time. Oh, yeah. But we have markers and like people... Yuri Tea Time is a spoiler zone. Yeah. Um... We should maybe add that to our introduction for Yuri Tea Time. Yeah. We should like say what Yuri Tea Time is so that new listeners. It is are. the vibe, but you're correct that like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> um, Ben putting the hard sell in. That is at uh, cohost.org slash fennec underscore fox. Um, where can people find you, Ben? You can find me on Twitter at Ben Ends, and you can follow my visual novel development for Reckless Sympathy over at Doom Gender. And I also tweet, I also chost. Uh, yes, I was about, to, I was about to call you out for having started Reckless Sympathy finally and then forgetting to mention it. Uh, you can find me on co-host at Ben Ends as well. Late breaking uh, Yuri Tea Time. I started Reckless Sympathy and I played the first day and it's really good. You laughed a lot. I uh, thought it was good. Ben is really funny is the thing. Mm-hmm. And it has um again, I don't know what the English word I exist in a space. Yes. In a Discord mm-hmm. where Enshutsu is thrown around a lot. What does this mean? It means like production value. Oh. But like specifically like, oh, it has like nicely animated sprites and like funny t- fun touches. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um it's got polish. You might call it yeah. polish here. Like, you would describe uh, Mahoyo as having a lot of Enshutsu. Nah. Or, like, uh, also Tsukihime remake. Nah. Um, I put a little more stank on it than you were expecting. It's so delightful. It's like, not that I was expecting it not to be good, but, like, actually getting my hands on it. I've seen a bunch of the pieces, uh-huh. right? Like, I've seen the backgrounds. I've seen uh, some of the text. I've seen uh the halos individually um but like all together it's like oh this is like good (laughs) my ego is swelling as we speak i'm gonna Um, float away and my head's gonna explode uh you should check out reckless sympathy please yeah where can people find the podcast ben fuck i don't know (laughs) usually you do that oh okay where is it crying Uh, rules Crying Rolls on Twitter. Uh-huh. Fate-Moon-Archive. Fate-Moon-Archive on co-host. Yeah. Crying Rules actually at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Oh, what are we, oh, doing, what are we next doing next time? time? We always forget. We're doing some portion of 428? I'm not actually sure how much of 428 we're going to do. Huh. Uh, don't play more than half of it. Yeah, I think I think we should be ready for four episodes. Okay. Um. But uh, we'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. Probably, I might need to. Oh wow, that's mm. what's up. Should have should have kept this on my wish list so I could see when it's on sale. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. Again, I'm like not super aware of what the format of it is. It um, seems like it's ba- root based somehow. 
I think it's chapters. Or like, yeah, chapters. Uh, like split somehow. Okay, it's divided by times. Um, so we'll probably do one, two, three, four, five, seven, seven. So we'll probably do the first two chapters. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. say. Start there. Um, It'll say in the next episode description. Yeah. Uh, and if we get through that and we're like, oh, that's not nearly enough, then we'll do more. But You got a Yuri Tea Time? For Yuri Tea Time? Okay. I have some options. They are as follows. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. No. First, what are we doing for uh, All Together 2006? Oh, yeah. Sorry. This is going to be a nightmare to edit together. <laughs> Instant Death, Panda Samurai. That's our next one? Yep. That That's is our next, next All Together game? Yep. Well, it's going to be interesting, at least. Uh, yep. This is... I think that I remember this one. Uh, and it is going to be interesting. We had so much good stuff to say about collage. As long as this one's not... As long as the Panda Samurai isn't like a metaphor for getting together with your childhood friend then i think i'll be good yes uh it will be yes again this will be interesting um it's a short one so you said that about collage i didn't actually know how long collage was i know that this one is short yeah um for yuri tea time hear me out what do you want what do you want to do to me what if? What? What? We did Kimitsuzu. <laughs> Against Panda Samurai? <laughs> That's fair. Um. Oh, gosh. Do you have any ideas for... We could do something ongoing. We could do another movie. We could do another movie. We could do Kuro. I would... Kuro not super long to talk about or to read. Mm-hmm. Um... We could do Kuro and a movie. Hmm. What movie? I don't know. What's the... Hmm. There's a bunch of post-apocalypse movies on Criterion right now. I would love to do a post-apocalypse movie. Uh, okay. One sec. Hang on, folks. We ain't done yet. I mean, most of this is probably getting cut. Let's see. Quiet Earth, the New Zealand film, or The Bed-Sitting Room, which is the uh, the absurd yeah. uh, one. Do you have a preference? What is What will vibe best with uh, 428? 428 Goofy? I have no idea what the tone of 428 is. Let me... Uh... We can also just... Let's see. A kidnapping... Hot-blooded detective, hard-hitting journalist, former gang leader, head researcher, big pharma manufacturer, and a part-timer stuck in a cat costume. <laughs> For a series of events more unexpected and outrageous than the, than the last, can they or the city itself make it through the day? That sounds like a bed-sitting bed room. room. Okay, we're going to watch uh, The Bed-Sitting Room. It's a 1969 UK film by Richard Le- uh, Lester. Richard Lester. Mm-hmm. It's on Criterion. Cool. Not to, like give criterion advertising but do you want to naomi out oh i guess i could you don't have uh, to it's fine it's like it's criterion right yeah criterion criterion 
Uh, it's not like I'm advertising. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Now that one you have to kneel. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I think that's it. One day, let's meet in the digital sea.
you want to start recording and I can ben, say it again? Yes. Or I'm recording now. You're recording now. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm being recorded too. Yes. Okay. Well, I was saying something, and as I was saying it, I looked away from the mic, and then I went, "Fuck!" I always look away from the mic. I always move from the mic. What if they just strapped this thing to my head, mm-hmm. and then it would move with me? And now I know you're thinking, yes, they make those. They're called headset mics. But no, I'm talking about like one of these big fancy cage mics that we have. You know what I mean? But strapped to your head. <laughs> that would be fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, is you said they should make mics that are strapped to your head. Uh-huh. And my brain first was like a, like a hard lemonade. And I was like, Ben doesn't drink. Wait, wait, wait. wait. (laughs) As in, they should strap Mike's hard lemonade to my head. No. That's what you thought I said? Well, you said that they should make mics that you can can strap to your head. Uh Whatever you said. I was immediately like, well, but why would that be their responsibility? Wait, Ben doesn't even drink. Uh, And then... (laughs) And then, for whatever reason, I could not remember the name of Bob's, which is a local, like, Italian sandwich shop. It's good. And so I was like... like this... They can give you a... You know, there's prices for three-foot-long sandwiches that you purchase accidentally in a haze of hunger uh, are actually pretty reasonable for the amount of food that you get. Yeah. Um, I forgot that it was Bob's and thought that it was Mike's for a second. Okay. There and is I was like, also a place called Mike's yes. that isn't as good. But I was thinking about the sandwiches, and yeah. I was like, how would you strap a sandwich to your head? <laughs> I just think more uh, industries should take inspiration from bondage equipment, per- like peril bondage equipment. I think podcasters should look like they're in Mad Max. I'm listening. <laughs> Uh, okay, I need to finish writing the intro to this here podcast. I put in the more or less chronological order. Um, you move uh, because of us skipping DDD. Uh, I see. Um, Yes, uh, my I took notes on my laptop, so this isn't my normal notes folder. It's, it's mm. partially scraped from the last episode, which was irregular for another reason. Fan, what do I say? Today we are covering the final melty blood Can game. Can we get that air conditioner the... out of the goddamn window? Yeah, we really have to at some point soon. I remember the day we were taking the other air conditioners out and I was like, okay, now let's do the one in the studio. And you were like, Ben, Ben, I don't want to do that. Let's do it next time. And I was like, what's next time? And you're like, I don't know. And then I was like, yeah, okay, I don't really want to do it either. Fine, we'll do it next time. Next time never came. <laughs> it's been t- two, two months, three months since we took the other ones out. At least two, probably three. I mean, if we hold out a little longer, then winter will be over, and we can just have it ready to go for next summer. You would never know, dear listener, because you don't... Well, you might know, because you might text me sometimes. 
Uh, Don't email my wife. <laughs> um, but Don't text my fed. I can't spell to save my life. Um, oh, that's that's not how narratives is spelled. I did already fix it, and then you added more R's. Yeah. Um, how many R's do you have to add until you're satisfied, fan? Hmm. Narratives. <laughs> Narratives. <laughs> <laughs>